there's like I'm convinced mm-hmm. that talking to parents nowadays, at least this is from my experience, is it's always like this weird, sad thing <laughs> that happens. Like not not like not like sad between you know like you know whenever my mom calls me. Yeah. But my mom will call me and she'll be like she's like oh do you remember so and so, and it's like immediately I know where this is gonna go. Yeah. You're like, yeah, he's in rehab. Or like, yeah, he got arrested. Or like, so and so died. And I'm like, cool. I don't want like I don't want to. <laughs> that sucks. But I don't want to. I don't really want to hear that. <laughs> oh man. Also then. Or, or it's, always, it's always really funny. Like, oh, do you remember so-and-so? Yeah. And I'd be like, I have no idea who you're talking about. They're like, oh, you know, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, I, who is that? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, but what's the point of the story? Right. Because I'm, I'm half the people that I, like, not necessarily grew up with, but, like, that I interacted with, say, like, through high school and grade school, I purposely don't want to remember who they are. And so I just kind of put that out of my memory. Yeah. So, like, I don't know half. I, I know less. Th- I would say from my high school my 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 high school, I can probably name. If we go saw them in a room, I might remember some of what they look like. Yeah, like I'd say like eighty percent of them. I have no idea what their names are for sure, and have no intention of necessarily trying to remember them. I'm about the same. I have I can probably I I hang out or I talk to consistently like maybe seven, maybe seven. I could probably, if I we all got in a room together, I'd probably remember the names of 20. Yeah. And then everybody else would be like, yeah, I don't fucking remember you, dude. Sorry. My mom made reference to something about my, uh, uh, about like a reunion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Actually, we never, we didn't have a reunion. And she was like, oh, well, that kind of stinks. Like, do you think, do you think you'll like, re- you'll reach out to do it? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to go back, see anybody. I'll be your plus one. Will you? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Fuck yeah. I'll be your plus one. <laughs> that'd be so fucking silly <laughs> you know there's there's a couple people within like you know the friend group that i hung, i talked i spoke with like outside of like high school that you know some friendships have kind of fallen off that i'm not super happy about but the largely the ones that i still talk to are the ones that i intended to talk i s- intend to say talking to yeah so everybody else like if if for whatever reason you're listening to this apologies <laughs> i'm not trying to rekindle a high school friendship <laughs> like i've gone what 10 years at this point yeah not talking to you again i'll survive yeah i think it'll be all right <laughs> like you'll manage somehow i always wonder like am i the only am i not the only but how many people think that way how many people think about that period true yeah i mean i guess i am the psycho one here <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm well. I think you're only thinking about it because it's being brought up in topic. But like, true. You know, if we if this had never been discussed, you this would probably not even cross your mind. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, maybe. Shit. I am a little bit of a psycho that will like run through like random thoughts like that. Like I have those in the shower, but then once the shower's over, I go back to like oh video games or yeah. oh sleep or yeah. oh food. <laughs> That's fair. I don't I don't normally like <laughs> sit on it for like days or weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um. But it'll be definitely be something that like. I'll like kind of ponder throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, when I get like a weird thought, I'm like, oh, I wonder. Like, every so often, I'm like, I w- like I wish I had my yearbook because I sometimes I want to like look at oh, it and be man. like, I threw mine away. I know, I know, my mom has it somewhere, <laughs> somewhere at home. But like, I'm just curious to be like, look through it and be like, how many people have I forgotten? Yeah. And then like, just call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, that would be fun to go through. I mean, 
let's see. I I still talk to like two two of my good friends, um, Scott and Patrick. We play Call of Duty here and there all the time. Uh, one of my good friends, Steven, I check in on him and his kids. He just had kids. So that's really cool. Congrats, uh, Steven. And then I have a couple other friends. Chuck, he's a DJ. Uh, my boy, Joe. He's like a financial advisor. He's, he's doing something well, and, and he's got a corner office in downtown. Uh, but other than that, like like I said, like there's five right there, and everybody else, like I have to actually think yeah. <laughs> farther, and I'm like, ah, I don't care to. Yeah. 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 Some would say mm-hmm. these are the ghosts of our past. <laughs> <laughs> the demons that haunt us. Yeah. These <laughs> apparitions, if you will. I will. Will you? I will. Hey, <laughs> fucking Brian. Oh, my God. He. <laughs> I was talking to I, I, was, I ran into him at the gym and uh, he, he was he was telling me something. Yeah. Uh, and I asked I, I asked like where, where like where he was where he was at uh, or like from in Florida when he told me and I was like, how I'm like, that's pretty close to here, isn't it? And he yeah. goes, no. But he made reference to Jupiter, and I was like, I always forget that there's a Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. And he, uh, and he's like, I lost my virginity in Jupiter. He's like, now I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, weird how that works. I was like, I guess. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but okay. (laughs) Would it would it have been more uh, appealing if there was a Uranus, (laughs) and then he would have lost his virginity in Uranus? In Uranus. (laughs) I'm gonna cut this out. Why is Brian? (laughs) He'll love us. Speaking of Brian, uh-huh. he taught me. Never mind. I was going to say, be very careful with your next words. Yeah, actually, you know what? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say this. So moving on. So, but back to the back to our the the ghosts of our past. Yes. What are we talking about today, Eric? Uh, we are going to talk about ghosts or paranormal activity or events, uh, which do not limit to only ghosts. Uh, it could be. Uh, things that we consider demonic or possession or exorcism or, or the like, um, and also include aliens or uh, unnatural or, pa- or what, a- astro, what are they called? Uned- Otherworldly. Unidentified flying objects? Uh, well, the UFOs, yeah. I mean, that's what the aliens show up <laughs> in, so. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, or Range Rovers. Or Range Rovers? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get this reference. Uh, it's, it's something shiny and, and big. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want a la- I want a Range Rover. I want like, a Range Rover too. Real bad. Yeah. They're nice. Although I have my Tacoma, so I don't really need a Range Rover <laughs> yet. Yeah. What is it? What do they say on X Files? The truth is out there. Yeah. Do 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 do. Boom 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 boom. God, it's such an underrated show. Scully. That's me. Mulder and Scully. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about ghosts because because we're not afraid of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Mm. Do what sparked this for you? Like, um, so you, you you texted me and you're like, yeah. Where he's like, you're just like, I want to talk about ghosts next week. So I was hanging out with my sister and we were having dinner, and I forgot how we brought it up, but her and I were talking about uh, just referencing like living in our old place, and then we brought up the topic of like one of her experiences, and it was like, oh shit, that's what I want to talk to Ryan about, and she's like, you should tell him about all the stories, and so that's when I texted you immediately because I didn't want to forget because we were in Vegas. I was like, I want to talk about ghosts or, well, ghosts and then the extension of paranormal activity and otherworldly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not the movie. 
Uh, right. No, not the not the not the terrible grossing three hundred million dollar movie, which actually did really well. But <laughs> if you've seen that movie, uh, you only need to watch the first one. The next four are pretty much the same concept. Well, speaking of paranormal, just the movie Paranormal Activity. Yeah. That that was like the start of a, what I argue a downhill spiral in like spooky movies. Yeah. Because it was like it was kind of one of the first of its kind. Yeah. To a certain degree. And also like man did they like kill it in the marketing. Yes. Like wildly. Yes. Uh like that was a viral like a, a legit legitimate viral campaign. Yeah. They, so again, like I really enjoyed the first one. Paranormal activity, Paranormal activity one was really good. Like the way it was filmed, the way it was shot, having the like in-house camera angles, I thought that was really cool. Uh, not something we really saw in, yeah. at that time, but then it trickled off to do two, three, four, and five, I think, and they were they were just garbage. They followed the same formula, so you knew what to expect. Yeah. Like I remember working uh, at Trader Joe's and people were like, oh, let's go see Paranormal Activity 3. And I was like, here, just give me give me $17. I can tell you the plot of the story. <laughs> and what, what happens with about half an hour left? The doors fly open in the kitchen. Shit falls from the sky. But the pan, the camera pans across. You see nothing. And then the pan, kind of camera pans back and it's all there and fucking shit. Kid you not. They came back to me next day and they go, thanks for ruining the movie. I go, it's the same fucking formula. It happened in one and two. What did you expect for three? <laughs> like, yeah. And also like what, what aspect of the movie was ruined? Yeah. Like there's no really detailed plot happening. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I, I should have made about 50, 54 what? bucks, 52, uh, whatever the math is. Wasn't that movie, that movie was like super low budget, wasn't it? Um, the first one was, and it did really well. Then yeah. the second, the the following ones, their budget increased, but the profit value decreased. I feel like that's a pretty steep drop off. Yeah. When I, people are like, I know what's going to happen. I think by the last one, it was straight I, to DVD. I think they broke even. Well, I, it was out for like two weeks. I, at least I remember it was out for two weeks. Um, but then it was just like, yeah. They they tried to go, what did they try to do with like four or five? They tried to change the story um, to like... I think they tried to bring in like a, a Spanish or Hispanic de- demonic uh, history to it. I can't remember exactly, but I was just like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not watching this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to think of what, if there was like a name that I could rem- I could think of, but. Well, there's um, El Cucuy. Um, there's La Llorona. There's oh, that's right. They did have a movie about that one yes. specifically. Yeah, that one. That one was. That one was. I. I thought it was well done. Uh, it definitely. It's definitely a. Uh, a jumper. Um, the. The story was kind of eh, okay. Um, it was entertaining. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that movie was definitely entertaining. I laughed. I was. I was. You know. Don't get me wrong. I was hiding behind my hands. My eyes were hiding behind my hands, but I did laugh. So. <laughs> but I did giggle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So what was the what was the story that you and your sister were sharing? Ah, so we actually have a couple, um, but the ones that she asked me to share were all relative to the house that we used to live in up in Altadena. Um, one night, we we had both gone to bed, and I don't remember what time it was. She tells me it was between like one and three. Um, now the Timing is only important mm-hmm. because 
typically are like at that time it's fucking dead silent up there it's the witching hour right it's dead silent it's the witching hour in quotes um shit typically happens between them then my sister had called me from her cell phone and the way the house is set up she her room was on the backyard side next to our pool then it's my mom's room in the corner and then it was my room on the alley side of the house now to get from my room to the pool there's two iron gates mind you these iron gates are old Mm-hmm. So they creak every time you open and close it. Doesn't matter if you open it softly, hard, quick, fast. They creak like day night. They creak like 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 classical horror movie. Like classical like, horror. Like you you it would you would hear it, and it has a spring. So if it closed, you would hear it shut because it would go wham right, wham 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 whammy. Now the only thing that I could think of that would counter this stories uh argument is attached to the fence there is a ledge that you could easily climb up and get to the back Mm -hmm. without going through the first gate however the second gate is blocked by a power line so you have to either jump around the power line and over the fence down onto the backyard or hop down and go through the back fence Mm -hmm. whatever happened or whatever it was had jumped down you would have heard a thud and a rustle mm-hmm. just because there's leaves back there. Like there's no soft landing. We would have heard it. Mm-hmm. So my sister calls me and at the time I'm trying to answer my phone and I'm like, what is going on? And she tells me there's a man standing at my back door. And I was like, nah, you're full of shit. Like go back to sleep. You're fine. And she's like, no, he's standing at my back door. Like he's, not moving. He's literally. So she has a door. Menacingly. And two windows, right? Uh, that lead out to the pool. And she keeps telling me he's outside. And I was like, no, no, no. You're 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 exaggerating. Just go to sleep. You know, you're having a bad dream. Now, is she alone? Is it, is it like just her or your parents there? So she's in her room. My mom's in in her room and I'm in my room. Gotcha. Okay. So it's all three of us. Okay. So you're all in the house. We're right all in now. the house. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my mom's a deep sleeper, apparently. Didn't hear shit. Um, selective. Yeah, selective. I mean, I, that's definitely it because when I call her, she's selective when she hears her phone. And so I kept telling my sister, I was like, don't no, go to go to sleep. You're exaggerating. Like, there's nothing out there. But what I do remember from that sleep is I wasn't all there. And I did feel kind of like, you know, when we talked about our, our, our sleep paralysis, that like that that pressure on your chest to not get up. Mm-hmm. So I had that feeling. That's what I remember. I don't even remember opening my eyes. I don't remember answering the phone call, to be honest. All I do remember is the pressure on my chest to keep me on my bed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was like, you, you got to go sleep. I'm going to sleep. I'm going back to sleep, whatever. She like is crying the next morning, you know, like having a panic attack. And she's telling me all this. And I was like, wait, what happened? She's like, you told me to go to bed. Like there was nobody there. And I was like, you called me like I had no recollection of it. Yeah. Check my phone. It was there. I answered it. And that's not the first or last time she's seen something standing at her back door. Um, but oddly enough, after she told us that, like we like made sure the gates like her and I did our own investigation. Yeah. We opened the gates. We closed the gates. You could hear it every time. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, my room was right next to both those gates. 
So I would have heard it if they went through the gates. The next story that she had, it was involving our living room. Now, when we moved into the house in about 2001, um, house seemed fine, in order, nothing too crazy. Years went by. My sister was in high school, I believe, nearing the end of high school. And she was telling me that there's a weird feeling in the living room. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, it just feels heavy in there. And I'm like, like humid? And she's like, no, like like somebody's in there with us. And I was like, okay, that's weird, right? Um, so, you know, weeks, days go weeks, days and weeks go on. There was one time where she went into the living room late at night to watch TV because we didn't have TVs in our room. Or she didn't have a TV in her room and the cable was in there. The lights start flickering. Low at first, but then they, like, find a rhythm. And my sister was like, okay, I'm going to bed. Turns the TV off, walks to her room. She said that when she walked out of the room, she felt, like, pressure relief off of her. Now, she's done it multiple times where she's gone back into the living room. But when it starts to happen, she would say in the living room, hey, I'm just here to watch cartoons. The lights stop flickering. I I hadn't seen it myself at the time when she was doing it. When she went off to college, I had come home late and I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking stay up and watch TV. I'm sitting in there watching TV. I've got the lights on and they start doing some rhythmic pattern. And I remember my sister telling me like, you just have to say that you're there to watch TV. Like, please don't bother me. And so I said out loud, I was like, hey, I've had a long day. I just want to watch TV. Like, I'll go to bed soon. Light stopped. I don't know if it was at the same time. So I don't know if there was some sort of pattern to it. But when I said it, I felt the same relief from tension. I was just like, okay, cool. Like nothing's like, I don't feel scary. Yeah. Um, so that's, those are two of the incidences at that house. I'm trying to think. She has another incident. And I'll keep it kind of vague. Uh, when she was living in Hawaii, she was staying at a place with her friends. She had a presence of a little boy that followed her. She would communicate to him, but he wouldn't communicate back, not verbally anyway, not not verbally, not audio-wise. audio, audio wise. Like, he wouldn't knock. He wouldn't, like, tap or anything. It was just, like, he would stare. Wouldn't make any, you know, gestures or, or any, like, motions. Wait, she would see a boy? She would see. Okay. She's She's seen it. Or him. Whatever it was. She's seen him. They. They. Right. <laughs> I can't assume. She's seen they. Um, and she never felt threatened by it. When she when she first encountered it, she was taken aback. She was like, what the hell is this? Like, whatever it was didn't give off a dark impression. It was more curiosity okay. than anything. And so she would try and talk to it. And then she would leave. She'd come back. It, it wouldn't be like every time she came home, it'd be there. It'd be random, but that was her Hawaii thing. So those are those are her stories. Yeah. Do, do you have yours? Um, or so do you, like, do you have any? So I've had. So when I was with an ex of mine back in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, this this girl lived down in Rosemead, uh, which is about fifteen minutes from here, and I would crash at her house every now and then and she had told me like hey like don't freak out i should probably clarify this story too she 
practiced Wiccan. Okay. Um, Off to a good start. Right. Uh, but she had told me, she's like, don't freak out, but the backyard and the neighbor's house are on a former cemetery plot. It was a start of every good movie. Right. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. In my head, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. I, I'm like, they ghost terrify me. I'm scared. One night we were now <laughs> this story gets better. One <laughs> night we were smoking and we were hot boxing and I was just lit. I was high out of my mind. I told her, hey, I need to go lay down. Like, I feel dizzy. I need to go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> so I go to lay down and I'm woken up by the door moving. Okay. And I'm like, all right, she's got a cat. It's probably the cat. To realize the cat is laying next to me. So I pick my head up out of the blankets and I'm looking at the door. I don't see anything at first. And this is, you know, where my imagination runs wild. I started to develop the figure of a boy mm-hmm. hiding behind the door. And so I was like, okay, I know I'm stoned, <laughs> but I know what I'm seeing. And so I'm like, all right, let me let me try and go back to sleep. So I put the blankets back over my head. But I still feel like I'm being watched. Okay. That weird somebody's watching you feeling. So I pull my head back out of the covers and the little boy goes from standing on the side of the door back to just peeking out the door. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like, am I fucking high or what is going on? So I move to get out of the bed and I, I'm turning to get out of the bed and the figure disappears behind the door. So I'm like, okay. So I go back into bed and I'm like, all right, that's done. Lay back down. Weird, creepy feeling again. So I sit up. The head is back out looking around the door. And I'm like, hey, little man, I'm just trying to go to sleep right now. I don't feel good. Like, bro, I am way too high for I'm this shit right way now. Way too high. I don't need this. Like, please. Right. What, what, what if it was just like first time and just like dipped out? Oh, man, I would have lost my shit. I'd have been out the fucking house. I'd have been like, nope, <laughs> gone. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Nope, gone. Um, so like, you know, maybe fifteen minutes pass. Um, the ex comes back in, and I told her I was like, dude, like, this just happened, and she goes, oh yeah, that's so and so. That's Damien. <laughs> Fuck, I'm so glad she didn't say that was his name. Um, I forgot his name, but she was like, oh yeah, that's so and so. He wanders the house, and I was like, <sighs> now, paint me the picture of this room. Yeah, is it? Like lights off, like you're trying to like you're like you're going to bed type of thing. So the lights are off in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm laying in the bed. The bed is in the furthest corner from the door. Okay. Behind the door is a closet. The closet doors are closed. There's a bookshelf with a TV. There's a book book stand that's about the the height of the room. There's her desk. There's the bed. Okay. Um, outside the door is bathroom to the right, bedroom on the opposite hallway. Down the hallway is a closet, and the front door. And right before the front door is another room. Okay. Um, the front door light is on just because they're still outside smoking. Mm-hmm. Or every other light 
in the house is off. I don't know how there could have been shadow play, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's what I saw. That was my like, I see you kind of experience. My other experience was, you know, when we were talking about like, uh, like um, sleep paralysis. Yep. God, I think maybe when I first moved in here um, and then I've, I've had it when I first moved in here. And then when I was living at my mom's place up in Altadena, um, same feelings, same eerie feelings. Woke up in the middle of the night, but I didn't open my eyes. I just felt heavy, like something was on top of me or floating right above me. And I didn't want to open my eyes because my imagination runs wild and I don't want to fucking see what I'm thinking is above me. The more recent one was scarier because not only was not only did I feel the pressure on top of me, but in my imagination, in my head, I saw red glowing eyes looking down at me. That it, I'm telling you, my eyes were closed and I like squinted to keep them closed. And when I was forcing not to open my eyes... My ears started ringing, both of them. Normally, it's just one. Normally, it's just one ear that rings, and I'll, like, you know, play with it to get rid of it. But both ears started ringing, and I was just like, fuck, man. Like, I don't need to deal with this right now. I don't even know what fucking time it is. I'm fucking exhausted. Like, just leave me the fuck alone, right? Right, like, right in my head, right? So, I still, I managed to, like, move my hands enough to, like, get the blanket over my head. So it wasn't like full paralysis, but I was able to just like do this and then like, just kind of like keep my face closed. Mm -hmm. Probably two, three minutes went by my ears ringing, uh, that pressure feeling and then nothing like pressure gone, ears ringing, gone imagination off, like nothing. The brain wiped. I was just like, what the fuck? Didn't open my eyes still. Cause I was still fucking scared, but I was just like, all right, I can go to sleep because I don't hear or feel shit anymore. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. That's it. I'm going. Yeah. And then, yeah. (laughs) So those, those are my two bigger experiences. Okay. Now I don't have any ghost stories to share on this one. One, one thing that I didn't state before this was, uh, I am the skeptic in this relationship. (laughs) So, and I will, I'll make it, I'll make it known too. Like it's not like I I have or can have an answer for absolutely everything. Yeah. Uh, but I generally I generally don't believe in like ghosts. But here's like questions that I have, yeah. right? Because I have I have like my own thoughts of like what can well not my own but stuff that I've also like researched and tried to learn about over time of like what can cause what can potentially cause like these beliefs. Yeah. So question one. Yeah. Well, like when you were growing up, did like when you were growing up, did you watch, did you ever watch like scary movies? Did like your parents ever to like tell like kind of like ghost scary stories, stories or scary shit. stories and stuff like that? So when I was a kid, my dad did his best to try and scare me. So he would try and make me watch like Nightmare on Elm Street, Jason, um, like Halloween. Yeah. Like all you ever watch like the Blair Witch. Yeah. Or not well, Blair Witch. Sorry. Um. Well, Blair Witch, I think, was a 99. Yeah, that was the older one. What was yeah. the... Um, uh, the Exorcist. Exorcist. So, yeah, yeah, I watched The Exorcist through my fingers. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, my dad did his damnedest to try and scare the shit out of me by wa- by making me watch all these scary fucking movies. Um, my cousins weren't any better by telling me scary stories, <laughs> um, which then eventually developed a, like, 
desire for do you remember those books um the the they're like short stories the scary scary stories short stories they're like three volumes of them they're those Goose, are goosebumps no not goosebumps but uh, uh another i forgot what they're called but like there's another series and they there's like a series of short scary stories and they have like pictures the brothers grim no not the brothers grim but they have pictures and these pictures are like out of tim burton's nightmares <laughs> so not his creativity but his fucking just like demonic possession nightmares like they're they're good they're they're great scary pictures but they're fucking scary okay so grew up with all of that but i hate horror films because i hate being scared mm-hmm. like i'll watch a zombie movie anytime zombies don't scare me i'll watch a vampire movie i love vampire movies when it comes to like ghosts demonic possession uh if i don't have to watch it i won't watch it yeah <laughs> i'm out okay so out of curiosity and if you don't have uh, you no know, did you when you were younger did you grow up like fought like religion was that like a part of your oh yeah youth? i'm catholic or non-practicing <laughs> yeah okay but so like how in-depth into that were you not i'm i went because i was forced Okay, yeah. into like the like Sunday school. Yeah, type the of thing. Sunday school, the Catholicism, the the uh, getting confirmed. Like, ooh, what's your confirmation name? Eric. So you're Eric Eric Torres. Yeah, that's how not into it I was. I had no creativity. What is Saint Eric the patron of? Um, you don't even know. Nah, see, that's 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 the thing. Like, I I wasn't, I wasn't in it. I didn't I didn't care. <laughs> well, why are you looking that up? Uh, I was confirmed uh, Saint Saint Sebastian. So Sebastian is my confirmation name. That's dope. Patron saint of sports. Nice. Um, and archery specifically. I don't know. I don't remember why that was the case. Uh, apparently, I was Saint Eric was killed and beheaded. Wow, that's huh. But yeah, they they were all killed in the name of <laughs> killing in the name of. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Cause they're all they're all martyrs to a certain degree. So how do you find that out? Saint Eric is the saint of. So. Yeah, you could just you can like search, uh, like patron saint of pa- yeah Saint Eric's the patron saint of blank. Marissa's is a uh, Mary for Mary Magdalene. <laughs> I think that's what she said. Is that it? I might be making that up because I'm pretty sure Mary Magdalene isn't canonized. I'm gonna choose to believe it's Mary because I feel like that's a funnier story. Is the patron saint of Sweden? <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that means. I mean, that might be, he was just, he was just Swedish. Yeah. Great. I'm Swedish. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That answers that. Good job. You know, that answers why you like meatballs so much. I do. Okay. So I do like Ikea. I do like meatballs. How, how do you feel about PewDiePie? You know, everybody likes him. I haven't watched him enough. I, I, I don't care about PewDiePie. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's fine. Um, okay. You weren't necessarily like a a heavy follower, but you also were kind of somewhat attuned to religion. Yeah. Right. And kind of the, the, the mysticism that's uh, around it. Right. Okay. So, Oh, wait, 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 real quick. We got more. My attributes are crown and sword as well as being a martyr. Um, so apparently are you looking up the, like the name Eric or the Saint Eric Saint? Well, I, I looked up St. Eric, patron St. Of, and that's what it gives me. Eric the Fifth of Sweden? Ninth? Ninth. Is Eric the well, is Eric the Ninth a king a king of Sweden at one point? I think he was, yeah. 
Eric is the patron saint of Sweden and of its capital, Stockholm. And his crowned head is depicted in the city's coat of arms. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he was a young king being murdered during a, during mass with Bishop Henry. All right, cool. So I have no idea. Cool. Yeah. Well, regardless. So so I think when it comes to, whenever it comes to like ghost stories mm-hmm. and just kind of ghosts in general, there's there's always like some level of like priming that happens. And... Very, like very rarely do you ever find somebody that has ghost story that also then says I don't believe in ghosts or that I believe yeah that you very rarely find somebody who's like I have a ghost story of something that you saw but then also at the same time say you don't believe in ghosts they yeah. almost always go hand in hand yeah and I very well could be wrong about that but from my experiences that's always been the case and so when you I feel like when people have a a a predisposition to believe in something, then therefore they're more likely to kind of see those things. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of think of it almost like um, the Bader Meinhof phenomenon, mm-hmm. which is, so have you ever, when you were, when you were like, I want to buy a Tacoma, did you start to re- notice Tacomas more often when you were driving around the street? The tr- trick question usually, cause it's yes. It's, it, it's a yes, because I know you, you get hyper-focused on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, yes, I notice them more, but at the same time, I think I've always, like, I've always been fascinated with the Tacoma. Yeah. So I, I'm always going to be like, ooh, Tacoma, yeah. ooh, Tacoma, ooh, Tacoma. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So it's something called, it's, so the other term for it is like frequency bias. Yeah. So I think, I think there's an aspect of that at play that exists with people who are like ghost believers. Yeah. Because you, you kind of have, and you know, it's not something that you're, you know, most like, I mean, say for you, if for example, probably aren't walking around every single day, pondering the concept of ghosts and whether or not you're going to see another one. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but I'm going to assume no. No, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I definitely don't walk around. I'm like, oh, I wonder if a ghost is here. Yeah. I'm right. actively trying to avoid ghosts. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think there's this like this frequency bias thing that exists, yeah. right? Where, you know, you have a predisposition to to like see or be heightened hyper aware of something that you you believe in right so it's the same it's the same thing that exists with like very very devout believers of whatever religion it is mm-hmm. there's going to be instances in their daily lives where they're so hyper aware or hyper focused on the concept of of a higher power yeah that when something slightly out of the ordinary happens then the the immediate response to fall back on is it's an act of a God yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And so you see ho- like holier divine intervention to a certain degree, like in aspects of your life, something didn't go your way. There's a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. If something good happened to you. There's a reason behind it. And I think with, and so that's kind of like, I think with ghosts, we or ghosts or paranormal activity. We have this, like this suspense of disbelief purely because we like, we believe in it to be true. Right. And I think with all with that as well, there's a case to be made. Like, yes, you say you're afraid of that concept, but at the, maybe if you start to peel back some of these layers, like you're in, you're inquisitive and intrigued enough to say, like, I want to know if this is real or not. That's that's fair too, because like I, I think I I, I have <laughs> I had like a strong dedication to watching like ghost stories or ghost adventures, and I'm just like this has got to be real. This has got to be real. Like I want it so bad to be real, but at the same time, I know that they're TV shows. So I'm skeptical because it's like, I have, I remember 
even when watching, I remember this is all for television. Yeah. Like I have to be cognizant of the fact that some of this shit, is, I mean, being in production too, some of this shit is fake. Some of it's done for, you know, dramatic the, effect. Exactly. Like, um, you know, lighting, um, noises, uh, like creaks of houses doesn't necessarily represent a paranormal activity. So I, you know, when I watch them, I'm very, very critical of what I'm watching. So I guess that is that hyper focus of like, I do want to know if this is real, but at the same time being well aware that some of this could be bullshit. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's, I, so that's a good point to like, kind of like leap off of is like, I think people who are believers in ghosts want ghosts to be real. Yeah. And there's, there is like this yearning for it to be a real thing. Mm -hmm. So I think like more than half of like polled Americans believe ghosts are real. And that like, that's a significant amount of people. Like that's, that's hundreds of millions of people that believe in uh, some paranormal thing that exists. And so in some of the, like some of these things that I like notes that I've kind of made specifically on these topics so like when we talk about like people wanting things to be um be be true or sorry actually I'm not even going to say that. It, but so so kind of going into ghost stories, right? You're with this priming. You know, you you the way that you were telling the story about with your sister. Yeah. You set a you set a tone and you set a stage. And whether intentional or not, you kind of you set it in a creepy setting. Mhm. Right, it, it's dark. People are sleeping. Yeah, you set you set the tone that there's a, a gate that can't be gone through, like that without somebody being aware of it. Yeah, that there's leaves on the ground, so if someone were to hop a fence, it's gonna make a noise. Like there's no way that anything can be there without somebody being aware, because there's going to be something that's gonna trigger people in the house to like awake or be like just heightened awareness of something right. like that. Now. So, so it, it sets this tone of impossible impossibility, where then the where then it it severely limits the ability of things that that, that can make sense in this yeah. situation, and so because now this predisposition to say, okay, I do believe in ghosts and I want ghosts ghosts to be real, mm-hmm. then you start to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Right. So, what are you know, or for for you, for example, when you were you were um, at your your ex's house. Yeah, stone out of my mind. Yeah, right. So you are <laughs> uh, severely like like uh, impaired. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and again, you kind of like are setting a little bit of a tone, right? It, it's dark. I'm like I'm really high. I'm trying to relax. Yeah. You. She made. She's Wiccan, right? Yeah. So you are now primed when it comes to like witchcraft and right. s- and supernatural and spiritual aspects. That there's a graveyard, which is like the most cliche right. thing you can possibly right. say in all of these aspects, right? You're, so you're you're now associating stuff with dead, yeah. And to now again, even though that's not the 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 thing that's on the forefront of your mind, it exists in the back of your head, yeah, all of the time. It will always be there. And so something slightly out of the ordinary happens where you have no real explanation except for going towards the fears that you have mm-hmm. and the beliefs that you have where a ghost is the the thing that makes the most sense yeah <laughs> which is weird to say but then also you have you're with somebody who 
is an avid, like not even a believer, a practitioner. Yes. Within the dark arts. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's like, there's so many of these things. Right. And so I, I think about that and I think about uh, like, um, like stage hypnotists, mm-hmm. right. It's all suggestions. Like no, nothing no, there is, you can't, like when it comes to like stage stage hypnotism, you can't make people do something that they're not going to want to do. Right. Like you can't force that. You can't like that's movie. That's movie shit. Where, like, so you're not going to get somebody to hop up on stage, hand them a gun, and they're going to shoot somebody. Like that won't happen. Yeah. But you can get them to quack like a duck or speak in an accent or you know whatever the case may be because mm-hmm. it's like it's just silly enough that it's not putting somebody so far out of their comfort zone that they can't be like slightly suggested into doing it. Right. And and so like that's, I, I think that's a, that the root of a lot of these cases or situations where people like have these beliefs. Now, can everything be explained? No. <laughs> like, th- you know, there, there is, again, I'm a man of science. And so there is an, there is an aspect to it too. Where I have to go. I have to go. Do I believe ghosts are real? No. Can I prove that they're not real or can I prove that they are real? Also, no. Yeah. Right. Because we just don't have that ability. Yeah. So it's, in my opinion, it's the same thing that we can do with God. Right. It's the same thing that we can do with like aliens. We can't prove their existence, but at the same time, we also can't disprove their existence. Right. So they kind of sit and lie in this gray area and this like ambiguity that exists within our brains lets us really fill in some really weird ass gaps in our imagination as we're like existing through life and space. Yeah. And, and I did want to make it clear, like my imagination runs wild. Like (laughs) when my senses are heightened, my imagination runs wild. So like, that's another, like, you know, uh, more of a scientific explanation to like why I may be feeling or seeing, but at the same time, like I can't explain pressure on my chest laying in bed. I I can't explain, you know, like the ear ringing. Mm -hmm. I'm, sleeping like i again normally it's one ear this time it was both ears Mm -hmm. it's never happened so you know there there are those unexplained yeah there's those little bits yeah so but going going kind of going into that so there is a a psych a psychologist from the university of illinois did a study and this was in like the 90s where they gave a tour so this is down in springfield illinois Mm -hmm. so they went simpsons no (laughs) They're actually the Simpsons. We there's no specific as to where they're from, but we do know they are not in Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> sadly, I think it was in the Simpsons movie. They went to like, they're like, we can see all the states from here, and it was like Missouri and whatever. And I was like, Illinois, 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 and they're like, nope. And I was like, damn it. Well, if you can't see Illinois, wouldn't you be in Illinois? Maybe that's actually a good point. <sighs> oh, maybe who knows? <laughs> uh, so they did a they did a a tour. And so it was this like really old, uh, so it's a Lincoln Square Theater. And so what they did is they took two groups of people. Um, so they told one of them that uh, they were investigating a haunting and the other that they were just doing a tour of this old theater. And so the visitors who were like informed of the, like the, the ghost hunt um, had like almost every single person had reported an intense, like intense emotions and strange occurrences. Mm-hmm. So that just like one it's one thing i'm aware so you know don't don't come at me after after, if you if you just come off of listening to our scientific research paper but just to make a point that the priming is a really powerful thing absolutely 
when it comes into all of these. Yeah, I, I mean, even I, I can agree with that. Like when you're telling me that, like you told me there's two groups, I already knew like there's there's one that's prime for it and there's one that's not. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Going back to actually both stories, right? For at the exes and then your sisters. Mm-hmm. There's something called, um, I'm going to severely butcher the pronunciation of this. <laughs> I listened to it like 10 times and I forgot already. Per- pareidolia, which is, it's this like weird phenomena yeah. that exists in humans. Or not even phenomena, it's just a tendency, I guess. Um, to, per- to perceive or for perceptive perception to impose a meaningful interpretation on a nebulous visual stimulus. Mm. So... Like you see an object and you start seeing patterns or meeting where mm. in fact there's nothing. Yeah. You create it. Exactly. There's something within, there's, there's a lot of evolutionary things that I, I'm going to actually kind of comment on um, within this and hopefully I can find them in a meaningful time. Not that long ago in the grand history of things, assuming you believe the earth is older than 2000 years. And not flat. <laughs> well, we can't prove that one. <laughs> Let's, you know, that's a topic for another discussion. <laughs> But evolutionarily, like, we're not that old. Like, we haven't been on this earth that long. Right. In in, in the grand scheme of right. things. Right, yeah. And so I argue, or I believe, that we are ancestors of monkeys, right? Hunters, gatherers, mm-hmm. these types of things. And so there are, and we're, we are also, if we were left to our own devices out in the wild, we're not that big, we're not that strong, and we're definitely not that fast. Yeah, we're going to die. We're going to die. Yeah. And so we have to perceive things very heightenedly, right? We, you, you hear about like camouflage, like butterflies hiding into bark, mm-hmm. like animals being black and hiding in the shadows, yeah. essentially. And so we have, we have to try and pick out these like patterns by nature. And then people do this all of the time. Like you, you know, you start seeing Jesus in toast, right? Or like... Or you, you see images in the clouds. But that's our brain trying to make sense of something that's happening. Yeah. And create some sort of pattern or recognition based off of the things that we've experienced before in our lives. And so I think sometimes when we look at, like, with ghost stories, visualizations of seeing things, that is that is something that we, our brain can't completely figure out what is happening and we're trying to apply some sort of meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And, again, that goes back into, like, this priming of you know, our upbringings or whatever kind of led into the situation that you were going to be in. Yeah. So, you know, you think about, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've gone on, there's uh, back, back where I grew up, there was something called, uh, uh, there's Resurrection Cemetery, which is a popular one, which mm-hmm. has a big story called uh, Resurrection Mary. Yeah. But the, the bigger one that I like was closer to me was, uh, it was called Bachelor's Grove. Mm-hmm. And so they've actually, you, you know, watch some of these ghost story, ghost hunter TV shows and stuff. And they've right. done a bunch of things there. And there's all this like lore that I kind of grew up listening to that it's, I mean, it is, it is actually a really old cemetery, but it's also the cemetery. That's like, it's kind of off the beaten path. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no like signs to get <clears throat> there anymore. Like it's like kind of like hidden. It's, yeah. it's very weird. It's almost like an abandoned cemetery. Right. So it's super funky, and then you know there's this lore of like gangsters back in the you know back in the day, like like Chicago Prohibition era, like oh, dumping bodies. Yeah, and, Chicago's known for that. Um, like dumping bodies, and right, you you hear every every single person has an Al Capone story in some capacity. <laughs> I seen him. I seen him, right? And so, you know, old cemetery, 
run down. Yeah. There's it's off the beaten path. Like you have to you have to actively try and get to it. Yeah. And and so like again, priming. And so I've gone, right? However many times. And you know, you start hearing these like little little things in the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like you start twigs you know, and trees. Yeah, twigs, and... trees rustling, yeah. like bre- go, go, gusts of wind. Yeah. Like it gets a little bit colder all of a sudden. Or, you know, these uh these stories of like lights that you start to see in the distance or or somewhere around. Don't get me wrong, I've walked into these places like out of curiosity with a lot of skepticism, but like aware of these like little nuances nuances within us. Mm-hmm. And so when um one of the things too that I think is important is we have going back to like our and this will relate. So going back to this like ancestral history of ourselves, we're again, we're not that big, we're not that strong, we're yeah. not that fast, and we don't have giant teeth or claws to like rip things apart. Mm-hmm. So our defenses are really, really low. So we've, you know, outside of trying to recognize patterns into the distance and into the foliage and wherever, where we start to see things, we also highly aware of our surroundings, especially in unfamiliar situations. Yes. yes. So I think part of this too is now looking at our ancestral DNA where we go, we're unaware of our, we're unaware of our territory. We don't know who or what is around us. Mm-hmm. So now we're, we're heightened to uh, any sounds, visual cues, sensations that we might have yeah. from a fight or flight type of thing. Here's something kind of that I got here. So this is a, from a professor of sociology, or sorry, social psychology, and this is at uh, Leiden University. So if you're walking in the woods and you can see movement and you can make one of two errors, you can either think that it's nothing and it could be a potential predator, or you can think that there's a predator and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, psychologists suspect that humans evolved a cognitive bias towards the latter, which is that there is something there yeah. or a danger afoot. For a good reason, right? We we had to keep constant lookout for stealthy hazards like leopards and snakes and mm-hmm. other people with uh, better, well, yeah, or like other people. And so this like better safe than sorry attitude was like more likely to allow like our ancient ancestors to survive and then reproduce. Right. So, but with that, with that kind of like deep within our brain, that could potentially be something that you know, th- this propensity for us to kind of assume the worst in an unfamiliar situation can, can then cause us to sense a presence of another, even another thing that's there or even when we're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like why like a snapping twig can activate this like fight or flight reflex oh, it and make would. us like freak out. <laughs> it would in me. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, I, th- I, I think that's a really, a really important aspect to kind of think about. Yeah. You know, we, you know, you have a lot of people who think that we are so evolved and we are to a certain degree, but there's instincts within us that we are just, that we're just not like, I think the average person isn't just super aware of, you know, you talk, there's a, there's a joke, there's a joke on, uh, from Joe Rogan where he talks about like instincts Mm -hmm. and how he has a cat that he's like, this cat has never been outside. It shits in a box in our bathroom. <laughs> like it has no idea about the outside world, but it sits on the couch, staring out the window, sees a bird or a squirrel outside, and it like starts to rear up and it starts making these like wild, scary noises. Like, and it just knows that it needs to kill that, <laughs> and it needs to kill it now. <laughs> and if this window wasn't there, 
It would fucking it would kill it. Murder this squirrel with every intention and every ounce of its being. And you know, we look at cats, we look at dogs, and we think of them as not necessarily the highest highest form of evolution, where we you know that we think we sit at the top of that existence. Right. But that doesn't negate or take away the fact that we have instincts within us as well. Even before we t- like a couple of, however many episodes ago, we talked about the mammalian breath complex mm-hmm. or not complex mammalian breath reflex right right where you can throw a don't throw your baby in water yes, yeah don't do this but but you could feasibly throw a baby in water and it instinctually will hold its breath and open its eyes yeah so it floats up to the top right there's the idea of like when we're sleeping and we jump right before like we fall out of a chair or whatever the case may be like they think that that's a reflex from us when we used to sleep in trees yeah and it was something that we would jump and catch ourselves like we would jump to absolute awake yeah to be able to stop ourselves from falling out of a tree and dying and we have dreams like that too so the that's, fall, yeah yeah the falling dreams and you jump yourself awake mm-hmm. right so it's like there's things within us that we're not com- we're we're not completely aware of where it comes from, yeah. But there's some like some decent hypotheses as to why we do it. And you know, it's funny too. Is like I was literally reading this this weekend because I got an update from my 23andMe, and it was saying that I have about just less than two percent like Neanderthal DNA, mm-hmm. which is 96 percent, or I am in the top four percent of the entirety of 23andme's collection database for neanderthal dna <laughs> so like i i i don't know if that means that my senses are higher than 96 percent of their customers but being on the topic of neanderthals i feel like that's something to brag about maybe do you have the do this oh you don't have it Dang. what is it it's called a simian crease simian uh, some people have a calling me a monkey yeah uh <laughs> Some people have a straight line across. Oh. Mine's mine's pretty close, but it's broken. Nah, mine's are broken. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a Neanderthal, bro. You're a Neanderthal. <clears throat> Bang on my chest. So, <laughs> so I think there's so going back to it. I think yeah. there's a lot lot to be said about the priming from our growing up. Agreed. Priming before we get into situations also leading agreed. up to when we start to see something. Yeah. Uh, societally, right? We kind of have this, like, ghost stories are very prevalent mm-hmm. within, I guess, the United States. I mean, probably everywhere to a certain degree, but, right. like, it's it's prevalent. Every right? every culture has a ghost story, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's something that lurks in the shadows, yeah. right? And we're told that from a kid. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're told that from the kid, from, from onset, from effectively. When we can learn to be, when we can, when we're at the age of interpretation, we're told fucking ghost stories. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're told about these things that lurk in the shadows, Right, we're these, these, whatever degree it is, these evil entities in yeah. some capacity. So, there, there's a lot of history of like over the years of us having experiences like this. Right, when we're kids, like I remember being terrified as of hearing a bump in the night when I was a kid. Yeah, because I, because I, I had no idea what was going on. Right, like, I think it's just there's nothing happening, or I'm alone, or you know my parents are in the other room sleeping, and I'm just like. What can possibly be that sound? Yeah. And like the only thing I think of is like a terror in the night. Yeah. Type of thing. Right. It's, it's us. We, we are perceiving, we are perceiving things and our brain is attempting to figure out what that is. Um, as for visuals, the visual stuff, um, something interesting that I learned as I was kind of like reading a little bit about this 
there's also something that something where uh or sorry not auditory is what i meant to mm-hmm. say not visual there is a visual thing that is kind of cool that i'll, I'll show uh, you yeah so from an auditory standpoint there is um there's something called infrasound mm-hmm. which is Essentially, anything that is below or above the register of human hearing. And I, I don't remember what those hertz are, um, but it exists. The and things dogs can hear, right? Yeah, so dog, dogs hear right a, a sound higher than what our ears can pick up. Yeah. But there's also sounds lower than right. what our ears can pick yeah. up. But they are, regardless if we can, if we can hear them, they are still vibrations that exist. Yeah. And so there's a story... Well, not even a story. It's a researcher. So in the 1980s, a British engineer, uh, Vic Tandy, <laughs> so was working in a, in a research lab for a medical supply company um, when he started having this strange feeling starting to come over him. It was all at once he felt a f- this frigid, overwhelming, uh, fr- sorry, he felt frigid and overwhelmed with a sense of impeding doom. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, as he paced around the room to calm down, he suddenly sensed kind of this ethereal presence. Uh, moments later, he was sure that he saw a gray apparition in his peripheral. Uh, when when he turned around, he this you know the specter was gone. Yeah. So as he tried to figure out what was going on, because he himself was like, "This isn't real, but I I'm sensing something." Yeah. So he found out that it uh, the culprit turned out to be a fan that was humming at a rate of eighteen point nine hertz. Really. So though he couldn't sense the quivering, the kind of the feeling of sound. Yeah. So for him, from a visual standpoint, your eyeballs vibrate at a very f- similar frequency. Mm-hmm. So this kind of inaudible sound was vibrating his eyes to kind of cause this like weird weirdness. Um, so the sound threw his vision for a loop and caused him to see a vague like apparition. So this rogue fan... Um, caused him like momentary pain or not momentary pain panic and as studies have suggested that noises can cause a person's organs to shake as well as and make them like hyperventilate Mm -hmm. so that's where this like infra infra sound is called and so infrasound is also used within like within music within uh, movies because even though we can't hear it we can feel it yeah and not just visually but you know you can feel it in kind of in your chest or your body or whatever wherever it might be and so the 18.9 hertz has been considered or has a reputation of what's being called the fear frequency because of that. <laughs> that makes sense. But so I think about that where, you know, there's things in nature that make sound. Yeah. And there's sounds that we can't hear, but sounds that we can feel. Again, whether it's within ears, whether it's within our eyes, whether it's just physically, there's this kind of unnerving sense that can come from it because our ability to perceive it logically doesn't exist. Right. So we feel something that we don't know what's happening. And so I, I think there's like, there's that aspect to it that can play into it mm-hmm. from a visual standpoint. Um, Cause this has actually thrown me off before and it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. But again, if we're in a heightened state where we're aware and we're kind of almost trying to perceive things, um, this can mess you up. Ready? You want to see something cool? Yeah. I'll explain what it is in a second. So, it probably wouldn't work to like look straight at me. Okay. So like you can like look look at something kind of like in the distance. And so what you're gonna and if you're listening, as long as you're not driving, you can do this as well. <laughs> so um doesn't matter which eye you do it with. So you're gonna cover one eye with your hand. The other with the other uh eye, you're gonna stick your thumb out in front of you. 
and you're going to have your thumb pretty much right in line with your eye. So you're going to stare past your thumb at something and you're going to slowly start to move your thumb off to the distance, but pay attention to, so you're going to keep looking straight, but pay attention to where your thumb is. Uh, don't bring it up though. So you're going to have to move the mic, move the mic. Okay. Hold on. So I'll, I'll kind of do it with you. So you're going to go super slow, try and keep it in line with your eye. And there's going to be a point as it kind of goes a little bit just outside towards the edge of your peripheral, your thumb goes away. You probably went too fast. Well, it's not, it's not like at the literal edge of your peripheral vision. Oh. Yeah. You've gone too far. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> so I, I forget that I, I, I just, I remember the prac, the, the whole thing, but there is, so it's about right here for me, but your thumb will disappear. Let's see if you can get, see if you can get it. It's subtle. Like it, it happens in like a moment. Yeah. It's too far. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll see if I can look it up and try and get it to get it to go again. But if you do that, it's it's kind of one of those, like when you kind of know what you're looking at, yeah. you're looking for, it's a little bit easier to see. There is a, there is a hole in your vision that exists by nature where your optic nerve connects to the back of your eye mm-hmm. and like, and it's on both eyes, but there is a, there's a gap. There is, there is a point that nothing can be come through because that's just where the light has to ref- like reflect into your eyeball. Yeah. Um, but your brain just kind of fills in the gap because oh, okay. it's small. Right. But it exists. It's the same. It's a, it's a very, very much the same thing as uh, you can't see your nose or you can see your nose, but your brain just kind of erases it. Right. Until you're act- until you're actively looking at until it. Until I say this and you go, oh, I can, I can see yeah, my nose. Like, oh, oh, yeah. There it is. It's in our eyesight all of the time. Yeah. Always. So <clears throat> the brain the brain is really, really powerful. And that's why, you know, you look at these like optical illusions. And that's why our brain is like, what is happening? Yeah. Like something's moving when you know it's just a printed piece of paper. Yeah. Because of these like weird perceptions. So your brain is always constantly trying to do the least amount of work possible to make your worldview in existence mm-hmm. like what it is. And so when there's something that kind of contradicts it in some form or fashion, it like will start to go haywire. But it's always analyzing everything, and it's it's muting things all the time. Because yeah. if we were if we were fully aware of everything that is happening all around us, like we would go insane. Hell yeah! To be able to sense everything, to be able to, you know, you can feel your heartbeat. Yeah. If you think about it, but when you don't, like you're not aware of it. Yeah, it, it's it, yeah. Again, the hyper focus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just to add a more as add a couple more because it kind of fucks with people when you start doing this. Mm-hmm. Is uh. You're not consciously breathing, but now that I'm talking about you feeling your breathing, you you're aware. actively breathing yeah. versus just passively doing it, yeah. right? So there, there are these autonomous things that happen until your attention is brought to it. And again, that's just kind of idea of like, we can't focus on all of these things. Same with blinking, right? Like yeah, you, 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 you don't know you're blinking, but you do it constantly. And as we say it, yeah. now you are actively blinking. Yeah, you're just like, wait. You're paying attention to your, <laughs> your blinking, right? Just like you were paying attention to your breathing, Right, all of these things. Yeah, and so again, it's it's an intent, it's an attention thing. Um, I know, I feel like I'm starting to talk circles at this point. No, you're. I mean, we're we're pinpointing like focus, like, and and that's you know, I, I think for your argument's sake, when we are hyper focused, our imagination does the rest, or our brain does the rest. Yeah. So, I totally understand that, and again, I I know there's scientific explanations 
to most of the things, <laughs> but I still am like, man, like I know what I saw and I know what I felt, you know, there's just, there's like you were saying, there's that emotional attachment to it Yeah. where it's, you, you can't explain that. That's just what somebody's brain or experience is telling them at that point in time and how it's ingrained forever at that point. For, yeah. The, um, a couple other like kind of notes that I thought was kind of interesting. I know we, we brought up the witching hour, mm-hmm. which for those of you that don't know what the witching hour is, it's kind of like it's the time between 2 and 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, usually 3. Typically 3 because it's associated with something specific. Yeah. it's just, I don't remember exactly what it is, it's but it's the like. De- the, the demonic hour because 3, the claws, the uh, the trinity, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's very Catholic. Yeah. It's very Catholic. <laughs> so. So there is a re- uh, there is oh, I didn't take note of it, but that's fine. Um, but there's some research that suggests it's like seizures that are in the temporal lobe, um, which is the area, the area of your brain that processes um, visual memory and spoken language might trigger ghost sightings. So they've done this thing where they ha- uh, or sorry, where electri- so electrical disturbances in the brain in this brain area could make us feel connected to otherworldly realms. Mm-hmm. So patients who have had a history of such problems are more likely to report paranormal beliefs. So furthermore, supernatural experiences tend to cluster between two and four a.m., which some studies have suggested is that the time that then that these that kind of seizures would occur most often. Mm, okay. So something to be said about this whole witching hour thing when we're sleeping. Right. Also, sleep paralysis is a real thing. Yeah. So there's also, you know, where 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 we are conscious but dreaming at the exact same time. Yeah. Which is a wild ass concept. It's crazy. So, I mean, in in our dreams, like our dreams can feel unbelievably real. And now to think about being conscious while a effectively you're hallucinating is like going on in real time like how do you make sense of that yeah um the other thing that i thought was really interesting that i was reading up on was so like spouses mm-hmm. post spouse death uh there tends to be a heightened there is there is a heightened there there's a higher propensity for people to see encounter feel their previous their their loved ones mm-hmm. after their passing He's, but in 1971, there was a survey in the British Medical Journal that found that close to half of the widows in Wales and England had seen their their partners post mortem. Yeah. So these like vivid encounters, which psychologists call after death communication, have long been among the most common kinds of paranormal experiences affecting skeptics and believers alike. Mm-hmm. So they they it's kind of similar to almost like a kind of like phantom limb. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't know what phantom limb is, it's like if you were to, if your arm was to be cut off, that you would have sensation of your hand itching mm-hmm. or a scratch on your arm or like you dinged your elbow um, because your brain, your brain is kind of, it's those connections exist in your brain, even though the limb itself is not there. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, it, they think that there's a similar, there's a similar comparison to be had with these like kind of postmortem visualizations or encounters where the 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 theory or the the feeling of loss is so great that your brain is actively looking for closure yeah by having an experience with like you know this this person i've i've had one of those and it fucking it wrecked me the next day yeah like 
I, I've had I've had a couple of them actually. Um, one that I like I I don't mind sharing um, is one of my best friends in high school. Um, he he and I like we were super close, had the same name, hung out as often as we could, went to Dodger games. It, like I could de- I would definitely say he was one of my best friends. Um, years go by, we're still shooting the shit, we're still talking, communication all the time. Goes on a skiing trip. Fucking dude loved to ski, right? Fucking has terrible accident on the slopes. Dies. Oh, my gosh. Um, went to his funeral. You know, hung out with all our friends. We, you know, got together. We celebrated his life. Um, year went by. And, again, I'm priming it because it happened very close to the anniversary of his death. Um, I can't remember it was... Before, on, or after, but it was very close to the day. I went to bed, and I immediately started dreaming, which what felt like 10 minutes, but I know I went to bed at like 10 and woke up in tears at 8. So what felt like a 5 to 10-minute dream lasted 8 hours, yeah. right? Um, I was back in high school walking by our lockers full-on you know school uniform but what was different was the school was lit up in a hue of white and gold not saying there's a heaven not saying there's a hell just painting the picture the hue of the school was white and gold our colors are blue and white Mm -hmm. so definitely not our high school i don't know what the fuck we were um but it felt familiar felt comfortable was walking to my locker, opened up my locker, getting my books out, and E comes up to me, and he's like, hey, man, like those are the only words spoken from him. I turned, lost my shit, and I was like, dude, what are you doing here? And he didn't say anything. He just smiled at me. And I, like, I was crying in my dream, and I was like, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. I was fucking in tears and i went to hug him in my dream was holding on to him i felt the warm embrace i felt my tears on my cheek or i thought they were on his cheek too i was just fucking crying woke up like i I don't know i was holding him for like a cool 30 seconds woke up hyperventilating crying my arms cross across my body holding myself tight just fucking tears running down yeah and i was like i was wrecked the rest of the day i was like I'm not going to work. Yeah, you like, get like shook from that. Yeah, shit. I I was in a panic. Like I was just like I don't know what the fuck just happened. I went to bed eight hours ago and I just had the best emotional dream of my life. Yeah, like yeah. No, I mean it's it's crazy, right? Like <clears throat> you know I speak about you know we're talking about these like you know the passings of loved ones, friends, family, whatever the case may be. You know this is. Uh, not remorse but what's the word that i want like there's the sadness right Mm -hmm. the the we we seek closure to so many different things yeah and you know there's a lot of like running themes in horror movies and or psychological thrillers that you know sit around this idea of you know closure try or fear anxiety whatever whatever the case may be i think I think a good example of this is uh, it's the film Babadook. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. I I love this movie. It's um, 
there's there's a couple different ways that you can perceive this film um depending on which perspective you want to look look through but i think the one the one that i think is the best is through the lens of denial Mm -hmm. and i don't want to spoil the movie because it's a it's it is a very good movie um for for what it is it's a it's a thriller yeah slash horror movie but um is also about coping Mm-hmm. Um, or potentially about coping. It could be about denial. It could be about uh, loss. Um, more, you know, kind of moral of the story is that there's a, a a mother and her son. Husband has died, and the the kid gets this this book that is about the Babadook or Babadook, and the 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 book has this kind of supernatural thing with it, mm-hmm. and then becomes this. Um, the, or grief grief is the word that i wanted there we go <laughs> grief um but the 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 book has uh this entity that exists which is the babadook and then eventually you know stuff happens yeah and i don't want to i'm not going to spoil the ending of the movie because there's there's a lot that you can pull from it mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of like there's a lot of deep meaning that can be pulled from this movie um in a very good way in my opinion and so but you see these kind of through lines through a lot of these like horror films, right? Like seances, you know, tarot cards, um, you know, Ouija boards. Yeah. What are people doing this for? And sometimes it's for like shits and giggles, whether in real life or movies. But more people when they're trying to reach out to the afterlife is because you want an answer to something. Right. You want an answer to speak to somebody you haven't spoken to in a long time. Yeah. You want to... Um, you know, in movies, they're like, I want to know, do they go to heaven? Do they go to hell? Are they happy? Are they at peace? Right. So it's this kind of like this, the, the ending to a story that you, you don't have and you need. And I think dreams, dreams are a way for us to, I mean, there's the consolidation of information as a whole yeah, so that we can, we can remember things, but also it's our brain is very active yeah. um, through all of these times. I mean, I'm similar to you, like not too long ago I had an, like I don't normally don't have vivid dreams. Yeah. So, and 99% of the time I don't remember them. Yeah. But I woke up in same, like just tears because I had this, just this really intense dream about my grandma. Yeah. That like honestly came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I woke up, like, woke Marissa up, and she's like, you okay? And I was like, I need to, like, I need to breathe for a minute because, yeah. like, that was intense. Um, But, you know, that's very likely. And if I were to, I'm not going to analyze it on this. Right. But if I were to analyze it, it's because I have some unresolved things um, within within this story yeah. that, uh, that I need to figure out. Yeah. But that's my brain trying to make sense of this thing, all of these things, these emotions and these feelings for sure. And so, but with, within that, like kind of circling it back into these like experiences that we have, like it goes back to just the brain being absolutely insane. Yeah. It's a crazy force of nature. Yeah. Um, and closure, right? I think closure is the ultimate goal in a lot of these, a lot of these situations that we're trying to just, just end the story, close this chapter and move on from it. Yeah. I think that I, I like, you know, shortly after, well, not shortly after, cause I was still trying to fucking cope with that dream. Um, it, I think my brain gave me that like closure for me. Right. Like again, dream wise, I think he came to me in a dream. 
to tell me goodbye. Like, yeah. that's all he had to say was like, you know, like, hey, man, like, that's what he always told me. So I was just like, fuck, like that fucked with me. But it's something that he always said, you know, the hug and then and then literally nothing else. Like I to me, that was closure enough for me to be like, my dude's good. Yeah. My dude's good. Very much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and so. Yeah. Hey, this took a weird, sad turn. It did. But nonetheless, going back to like the how powerful the brain is. Yeah. And how overactive mine is. <laughs> how crazy it can be. Yeah. Um. So but I, I think with all of this stuff and it's the it's very similar. Like, yes, I'm a skeptic. A hundred percent. If I haven't made that abundantly clear yet. But I also oh, I'm trying to not be the person who's going to just straight shit on somebody yeah. for these like beliefs, even regardless of how wacky I think they might be. Same thing with like, like Zodiac signs, mm-hmm. um, you know, that the date of our birth aligned with some stars that we, our brains have yeah. created patterns in um, aligns with our personality in some form or fashion. I definitely don't agree with in that these, shit. Right. But, but with Zodiacs, I still read them because they're fun. Yeah, sometimes they are. They are entertaining. And so I think when it comes to with like ghosts and whatnot, there's there's some fun to it. Yeah, like there's a to be able to have. I sometimes wish I had the abil- a better ability for this like suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. so that way I could enjoy things like this. But yeah. I can't. Right. Sadly, like I'm I'm just always hyper analyzing mm-hmm. and being like this is bullshit. <laughs> um, and so like the, but that's like that's the thing that's annoying like. I, w- I wish I could. Yeah. Because like going into like I've gone ghost tours like like there there was a Wiccan place where I grew up and I went on a ghost tour with them. That's awesome. Because I was like I want to have fun with this shit. Yeah. But I, I like the entire or like going on yeah so like going on like haunted tours going to like abandoned places going um or like going to like even like during like Halloween going to like the the scary farms like and shit. Sc- like scary things yeah. like. It doesn't work on me because I'm just I'm just too aware. Yeah. And I'm like analyzing things all the way through. So I'd like it's just not fun. I'm like that now where I'm just like I like going to see if they can scare me. Um but you know, knowing like again, priming the brain to tell yourself, We're going here to have fun, you know it's fake. Like, yeah. You know there's gonna be somebody around the corner every time. So when somebody does actually get me, I just laugh so hard, and I'm like, "That was good." You're like, yeah, like you startled the shit out of me. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, uh, but it's fun, right? And yeah. and I think, you know, if you do deeply and truly believe in that stuff, that's fine. I like do it, right? Enjoy it or not, I guess, to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. Like, you know, there's <laughs> there's there's other, there's other the, reasons or motives behind it. <laughs> yeah, there's the good and bad within him. Um, but like, you know, it's enjoy it right yeah. i like don't don't listen to my skeptic ass uh <laughs> try and shit on it and like be mad at me like i'm not if you if you come up and tell me a ghost story i'll listen to them because yeah. i think they're inter- i do think they're ryan loves to be entertained by these yeah, yeah. Th- i think they're fun like I, yeah you know you you telling me your sister's story and your story i like even though i think it's bullshit yeah it's fun to it's, hear you're still entertained by it like yeah I, I still got i still got my little like goosebumps when you know you, uh you know when you, like I still get my goosebumps when yeah. I hear stuff like that, even because it's like, it's just nature. Like yeah. nature is taking over in that regard. But so I have another story for you from my friend, Melissa. Um, but this one isn't a topic we've covered yet in discussion in, in the same discussion of paranormal physical movement. 
Okay. So we haven't done that one yet. So I wanted to dive touch this before we moved forward with it. So my friend Melissa, uh, from Hawaii, she sent in. Um, e. She was in one of the oldest buildings in her high school in Manoa Valley. Uh, it used to be an all boys prep school, uh, and it's said that one night they had a dance where they invited their sister school, and a boy who got rejected hung himself in one of the stairwells. Uh, she wasn't aware of, or no, let's see. Oh, yes. Okay. So she wasn't aware that students were not allowed to use the elevators in the building. Um, so she had to use the stairwells for access. One of the days that she was going down to the library, uh, in the same building where the kid had hung himself or reportedly hung himself, she had full hands, full backpack, right? And she was walking to the exit door. Um, she says, my hands were full and I was about to push the door. The bar, one of those like heavy bars that open the doors, those old school school doors. Mm-hmm. She was about to push the bar to open the heavy stairwell door to go outside. When it randomly opened by itself, she felt a gust of wind behind her. When she turned to see the window, all the windows in the hallway were closed, bolted shut even. She says she quickly ran through the door and said thank you and took off. She said that the hallways and stairwell were completely empty except for her because it was after normal school hours. And she had just gone back up to the building to grab some things from her locker before heading back home or to the library to study. Physical movement, mm-hmm. like doors, random gusts of wind. Let's dive in on those. Do you have anything for those? Oh. I mean, <laughs> well, wind, like I think wind is one that, I think I think wind can be explained because with doorways opening, there's pockets of air, right? Like if if you open a door, let's say we open the garage door, mm-hmm. the the vacuum seal of the door is going to either pull in the air from the garage or push air from the door opening, and it will essentially move these uh, fans or these uh, uh, curtain blades, right? I think that's maybe that feeling or explanation for that wind. However, I don't know how a door, like one of those old school doors where you got to push the handle to open it would open on its own. Yeah. That I don't know. Um, I don't have a, I don't know that I can come up with a good explanation without like yeah, wanting to ask more questions. Right. But <laughs> with the, the wind one, I think wind is an interesting piece because mm-hmm. we, Again, right? Like sensory information. Right. Right. Our 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 skin is literally like it's the biggest organ on our body and it's in, in its entirety is covered with nerve endings and sensory information. Mm-hmm. And so I think with stuff like that, like we, we can often have this sensation of something grazing us, something touching us. Like yeah. what is an itch? Right. Re- in reality. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't have an answer for that. But yeah. like. But just to con- conceptualize what is an itch when there's, you know, there's nothing on you. you Literally the, nothing touching you. Yeah. You have the sensation of something is there mm-hmm. where something has touched you and you kind of scratch your arm, mo- mo- you know, oh, my hair is in a weird way and, it, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like our arms are covered in hair, right. most of us. And these are fine details things where like the slightest gust of breeze we can feel. Now, I'd be interested to know, was it something that like her hair blew? Or was it just the feeling yeah. of wind? That'd be cool. But but also with that, like we can't see wind. Right. Like it's it it's wind is a kind of a 
you feel it and you hear it. Yeah. You can't see it unless you're looking at a tree and it's blowing in the wind. Wi- yeah. Wind wind is predicated on to like either you see something is moving because mm-hmm. of it or you experience and feel it. Yeah. But like you can't see it, you can't taste it. Yeah. Sometimes you can hear it, yeah. like when it's blowing past your ears. Yeah. But that's it. So but then also, like you were saying, right? Like random things can do that. Mm-hmm. So if there's a here a perfect example, I will Sometimes when I want to like cool down my my apartment, rather than turning the AC on, I'll open up open up one window. Um, but sometimes what'll happen is when I go to open up another window, so it's like my bedroom or my bathroom. So if you go out, you have to go down a little like a tiny little hallway to go into my like the a little hallway. You go you go left, that's my like my living room, and then you go f- further down, you'll get into the kitchen, and there's a window on the kitchen. Sometimes I'll open up the kitchen window and I hear like a, yeah, and that's because that pressure from me opening up the window forced wit air out of my bathroom mm-hmm. and shut my bathroom door or right. window. Right. So, like you were saying with this pressure stuff, like it can that can easily be explained in a situation where if it was somehow, yeah, well pressure, like well, like sealed off a door somewhere else, someone, somebody else opening up a door somewhere around can cause this cascading effect mm-hmm. to either cause a breeze or potentially kick another door open. Yeah. Not uncommon and not unheard of. I guess I do potentially have an answer for a, a door <laughs> moving. But you would need a you would need a significant amount, no? Especially on I like if if we're talking yeah. about the same door like a a solid gym door with the you got to push little, that like, push handle yeah, thing. Yeah, that push in. Those are not easily opened. For sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, but like just just conceptually right, right just right. trying to of think course. i'm trying to think out loud yeah but the the wind one i think is an e- is is right. an easier explanation right. to be had yeah um especially in school like a school like it's a sealed building for mm-hmm. the most part yeah but perception right or or not perception um priming yeah somebody was someone allegedly hung themselves right so again i mean i'm not going to repeat all of it again but <laughs> The idea that she might not have been thinking about that all of the time, mm-hmm. but that exists in the back of her head. Yeah. Whenever you're in a dark place, that is, you know, you might be familiar with, but in this situation, right, you're relatively unfamiliar with. Um, there's things lurking around corners, right? You you can't see things mm-hmm. like it's dark or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so your brain one runs wild. The power of the mind is in it's it is crazy. Like, I I think. Going back to kind of talking about our, our evolutionary things, w- one thing that I tell like clients is no matter how smart, how how evolved you think you are, you are not smarter than your body. Yeah. Because your body, your brain exists for self-preservation and it is going to, it is going to override you more often than not trying to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. So... That like with the evolutionary through the evolutionary lens of all of these traits that exist instinctually within us to keep us alive, anything that is out of the norm, man, like we're gonna freak out about. Yeah, heightened senses, brain is overactive. Yeah, it's like what the fuck was that? Well, too right, like so, and, and also you think about like adrenaline. Oh yeah, right. We we've all had that moment where we're like, did time just slow down? Yep. Like what? How did that? What just happened? Mm-hmm. And and that's like that that burst 
of like adrenaline kicking in where you know our our senses are again heightened to an nth degree for just a split moment and i feel and i can't i don't know the answer to this but my assumption is when we have this slow like this slowdown of time that is a, a tiny window in our brain opening up where we are consciously aware of how much sensory information we can possibly take in. Yeah. And it's just a, fra- that's just a fraction. Yeah. And because there's so much coming in at once that we have this, like, like, a, uh, what, what was that movie with, uh, like Angelina Jolie and Morgan Freeman where they oh, like curve uh, bullets and stuff. Was it wanted? Wanted. Yes. Yeah. So it's like this like bullet time thing, um, and wanted where we can like take everything in real quick. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's what's happened, like what happens in situations like that. Yeah. So prime example is like, well, most recent one for me was uh, uh, my car accident like a couple of years ago. Like when I got T-boned, time slowed down to the point where I was spun, but I was aware enough and focused enough to look at the driver in the other car, like panicking, getting facial features down, gray hair older lady white car like i saw it all and then time reconnect or recontinued and like finished the accident yeah but in that split second i was like i see all of this yeah i'm aware of everything i see everything <laughs> i see everything yeah <laughs> and it was crazy like that like as you were saying that i was like this is the last time that i've had that shot of adrenaline to slow town slow time down for myself yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so uh, there, there's, there's that potential yeah. too, right? Like this, this like little brief moments. Uh, again, going back into like you know ghost stories and mm-hmm. like phenomena. Yeah. Uh, phenomena. Phenomena. Anyway, enjoy that. I think there's these like you know these little shots of adrenaline where something spooks us and we kind of have like a. Right. But mm-hmm. that, that hyper, that again, that hyper awareness kicks in and we've taken in more information than we're readily available to handle. Yeah. And then our brain has to figure out how to process it. And uh, like you said, there's all the, there's pockets in your eyes too, where if you're spinning or you're turning, you're trying to take in everything. There's the gaps that are going to get filled. And more often than not, it's shadow figures. Yeah. Right. And, and also going back into going back, like <laughs> our brain is constantly analyzing yeah. and taking things out of the picture. Yeah. Sounds, feelings, sight, taste, right? Just any of our senses, yeah, right? Like you're going another one, right? You're not aware of the clothes on your the clothes on you until I say this, and now you're aware of your shirt resting on your shoulders, yeah. right? Like you forget that it exists, yeah, because your brain doesn't need to focus on that anymore. Your brain's like, yeah, we did this this morning, yeah. Fuck, are we worried about it now? Exactly, <laughs> right? It, it's like okay, it's a thing that I'm I'm a, I'm not aware of anymore, and moves on, right? Yeah. So. All of these things kind of, I feel like, really compound to, you know, a lot of the, the situations that we experience. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, and, like, again, like, I know I'm saying, like, I, I'm not a skeptic, I believe. Um, but I do understand that there are these scientific explanations for a lot of it. Um, like the shadow, like, uh, what do they call it? Um, peripheral shadows. Mm-hmm. I have them. But I know, like, 99% of the time, I know it's because something just, like, whizzed by, but it wasn't, like, a shadow figure. Oh, yeah. Dude, I do it all the time. Yeah. 
like how many I don't know if you've noticed, but you've I've looked over there like six times. I've already. looked back at that stupid pizza. Yeah. Be like cut out. Yeah. Every it, time you look over my eye my eyes dart look. over and I'm like, what the fuck is he looking at? Like I'm like a I'm like a cat. <laughs> like like a, or not even a cat, like a little kid. Like, yeah. It's crazy how I, often I do this. I think you and I are just like ultra aware of our surroundings. Maybe. Like like we're we're just crazy. Well that too, right? <laughs> um I think for me it's I feel like if you sat on this side and looked down because there's the dark hallway when we don't turn the lights on, I think yeah. that would bother you a little more. You'd probably be looking over there. A little, oh, I'd be, I'd be screwed. Right. It's and and <laughs> but when you talk about like the peripheral stuff, it's because like if I go like what this is what happens as I go to grab my water bottle, yeah. which is off just off to the right side of me, yeah, and that is just far enough to look to see to get the corner. This the corner yeah. with this like giant pizza <laughs> like the cardboard pizza cut out <laughs> and so every time i see it i was like and it like you know from where i'm looking right now yeah i just see like a taller mm-hmm. thing yeah kind of in the distance and i go what the hell and mm-hmm. i'm like oh just the pizza thing still because it like i can easily quickly perceive that as somebody standing there yeah like no problem whatsoever because i'm, I'm literally waiting for you to be like get the fuck out of here and just like what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> Um, but yeah, like peripheral, right? Uh, that yeah, uh, that is. Uh, I forgot what you were saying, but shadow figures, shadow figures, in yeah, the, yeah, in the peripherals, yeah. So, but yeah, I, the, you you'll see me do this all of the time. Yeah. Like I'm I'm constantly like something something just just comes into my periphery. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you? And yeah, I'm like oh okay, like what the fuck? Oh, okay. Even though I've looked at it like nine times, yeah, I know it's back there. <laughs> you walk it, past it. It, Every but it, time. but it's just an, it's seriously it's so crazy it's just enough to catch my eye that I'm like no for sure if you were sitting in my spot like you'd see the pizza you'd see the um the tent cover you'd see like the uh the curtains in the distance and you you'd be fucked on this side yeah yeah well oh yeah well it's the same like I catch you I catch the curtains over here all the time because like somebody will open something and they'll move just just the, just the slightest yeah. and I'm like what's happening. <laughs> Right, like it's the slightest movement in the corner of my eye, and I'm like, "What are you?" Yeah, right. But yeah, man, I, I I think I think movement is one that's like harder to explain. Like you know, glasses yeah. flying off things. Like um, oh oh, another one uh, we were talking about. Uh, um, you were talking about going to a graveyard out here. They have um, like called Gravity Hill or something like that. So it's been explained, right? Like the reason. The car oh, moves. You put your car. You put your car neutral. And it looks like it's going uphill. Yeah, type of thing. So that one's been explained. But what hasn't been explained, and I don't know if it's been proven yet. Um, I didn't care to look into it because the, the scientific behind the gravity hill was like, oh, they say little kids' handprints are mm-hmm. on your car, and like it's like people have taken pictures, and it's like okay, like but but they like pushes the car over the railroad tracks. Yeah, because some family died in a railroad right. accident, and then it's just like okay, but you anybody can manipulate a, a handprint on a car. Yeah, that one's you know, so that one's more like maybe uh, like prove it to me, right? Like I, I need to physically be there. I would be so down to do that. That by would the way. be cool, right? Like I think that'd be something that I'd be going interested to go to. Um, but like other things, um, I don't know that if I know anybody that's experienced the physical aspect of like objects moving or f- or like being thrown, mm-hmm. um. I'm trying to think if my sister's had any or she's told me about. I I I think the only things that I can remember physically, which I mean could be explained with faulty wiring, is is lights. That's yeah. the only thing that I've 
been physically interactive with is is lights turning on and off not the switches the switches stayed on just the lights flickering yeah i i i don't know about that one yeah because that's that is a funky one yeah i think the stuff moving is is always is always weird like Mm. because i've i've had stuff like happen like happen and i don't attribute this to ghosts or paranormal activity but it is one of those like right like you happen to be at the right place right time took the perfect step to cause some sort of vibrations where so we have like a we have a neutral bullet and the uh i always make the mistake of when i go to put them away in kind of like our kitchen cabinet thingy Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like this open face like cutting it looks like a giant cutting board on wheels okay so i can store stuff underneath it yeah and so i always make the mistake of storing it on uh, right like right side up so the base is smaller the, than yeah, the yeah. lip of the mm-hmm. like the lip of the actual opening, and so like sometimes when I'm like at night or middle of you know whatever I'm walking, I'll walk a little heavy footed, and that it's just just enough over time because I also use that the top of this thing yeah. where I'll like take a step and it just like flies out right and it's this plastic container it's like don't 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 like all loud on the hardwood floor yeah and you're like son of a bitch. yeah and I'm just like oh god <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell um we're like you know. Ill, st- Ill stacking of cups yeah. where I've I've had a cup like straight up fall from a closed cabinet. Yeah. And like hits the countertop and shatters. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. I've had that too. And, and like, I remember David and I were here. Um, like we heard the glass fall and we're like, what the fuck was that? Right. Cause like David's, David's a skeptic too, but he also gets startled real easily. Yeah. Um, and, so when when we found the glass, we're like, oh, it came from the kitchen. When we were looking at it, we're like, where the fuck was this cup even? And we were trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out, and uh, um, couldn't figure it out. So I I cleaned it up, threw it away. The next time I noticed it was, Cat um, had done the dishes and put the cup on a specific spot on the dry rack, which isn't stable for cups. Yeah. So it fell off, yeah. and it, and I was like, let me test this, see if it's easy to fall off. And if you load the the rack enough with dishes to dry, it'll push off. So I was like, cool, debunked. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like things moving, um, I think with the, the gravity hill thing, it's, it's, it's an optical illusion. Yeah. Um, from, uh, from our sense where, cause there's a couple of places like this where yeah. you put your car in neutral and it starts to roll uphill, mm-hmm. but because of, from a, uh, a horizon standpoint, what we perceive um, is the like what would be an uphill motion in reality is actually downhill. Yeah, um, it's the same thing that you see if you ever if you've ever been to like a Ripley's Believe It or Not, where like there's the uh, water is pouring and it looks like it's going up mm-hmm. like up a countertop or something like that. And yeah, you're just like what is happening? It's 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 an optical illusion of our brain trying to figure something out. Yeah, when it comes to like stuff like randomly you know randomly moving, I think I think perception. There, our, our perception is a big one here yeah. that can uh, lead us to believe something out of the out of the out of the ordinary has happened when in reality it's very ordinary because yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never heard I've never heard of anybody like actively explain like experiencing like something shooting across the room yeah and like I've only seen that on like ghost adventures or like TV shows yeah, TV. that have it and and you know, it's, oh, this is a reenactment of what they said happened, and and it may not even happen. But then there's some there's some like CCTV footage from these shows that are from the actual location 
where you see like a cup go five feet off, like standing still, go five feet off and shatter. And you're just like, okay. I, my, my heart, the hard part with some of that is like, like with some of those ghost adventure shows, yeah, there's, there's been, um, adequate amount of information people that have worked on it that have actively come out and be like some of this is staged yes where not even like these like cctv things are fake oh shit so there was one there was one that i saw a while ago that they did it it was like within a like an oddities museum type Mm -hmm. of thing and so they had this like cctv that showed this uh as people were walking around had like this like door shut um, like slammed shut, and then there was something else. Something else happened, but what they uh, when they like re went into the video, you can see like edit like doctored video. Oh fuck! And so it was like okay, you can you can make clear that there's like these like artifacts of them trying to like digitally edit out right that like there was something there to push the door closed right or that there was um there's like inklings that there's like somebody behind this wardrobe. Thing. Yeah. Like it, that, that's the whole thing with the, um, uh, the Edda, Edna and Lorraine, Ed and Lorraine Bobbitt, Bobbitt. I think it's Bobbitt. Yeah. The people from, um, was it the insidious, not insidious. Uh, is it insidious uh, movies? Uh, um, conjuring conjuring. Yeah. So like they're fairly well-documented con artists. So all of these things, all of these stories that they're talking about are real stories like these are things that have happened mm-hmm. but going into the, the the one that was in like london the uk or something like that it's like god this second conjuring or something like that mm-hmm. like there's there's like there's accounts of them like leading people into believing certain things like there's accounts of them like staging staging um paranormal activity mm-hmm. throwing things like other people throwing things into like into houses or breaking glasses or stuff like that to kind of like hype these families up into believing that they are the mediums that are that can sense ghosts and whatnot to effectively scam them yeah so those like the like one of the biggest scary movie horror movie franchises um is all based on effectively con artists right even though these are kind of like quote-unquote real stories yeah. that or people recorded have recorded events and which is crazy, yeah. right? But that, I mean, that's that's a lot of the the mystics, right? Again, going into this this belief concept, we want things to be believed to be true. So, like, why do tarot cards work? Why do I've never done those, man? I I've never done them. I I don't understand them, and I don't want to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it's the same. But it's the same thing. Like, what well, you know? What, what? How can we find meaning? meaning out of the most ambiguous horoscope story um it's i think it's because i mean we how do we find it is because we develop it ourselves yeah Yeah. like we were talking about earlier like we find meaning in things that are meaningless but like tarot cards are the same thing like i i went one time i this was back in chicago we were marissa and i went out to dinner and we walked past a uh like a a mystic lady Mm mm-hmm and she, I had uh, I had my palm read, and because she, she was like, "Oh, you should get your palm read," because Marissa loves that shit. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, sure. Like, if you're gonna pay for it, I'll do it. I'll do it." And she's like, "Okay, fine." So like, do it, and like, I mean, it was absolutely in, like 
insane in how ridiculous it was. Mm-hmm. Because like she, I don't, rem- I don't remember what she was saying, but I remember sitting there being like, she would make a comment, and I'm like, I don't, like, not really. Yeah. Um, or and like it was a lot of those like, I would say something, and I'm like, I don't know, that's not like that's not a thing, and she would like say something else, and she's like, somebody like somebody close to you recently passed. I was like, no one I know has died. Yeah. Right. And they I, so, but so so those people are known conners as well, where they yeah. they they try to lead you into the conversation and like. Like that, you're like, yeah, somebody, you know, somebody, you know, is like, isn't feeling well. Like, oh, my uncle John. Yeah, John. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. Like exactly. the name. Yeah. You're just like, you're, and, and then you get suckered into it. Yep. Now, it, that being said, my sister had a similar thing. She, I forgot where she was. It wasn't like a fucking fair or anything, but like they, her and her friends went into the palm reader, fortune teller, whatever it was. And the lady goes to my sister and she's talking to her and she goes, do you want like, do you want anything red? And like her friends are like, nah, and, you know, my sister's like, nah, like, I don't want to do this. And um, before they walk out, she like points at my sister and she goes, you see things, don't you? My sister said yes. Um, and she like started telling her things like kind of feeding her. But the weird thing was, is she had mentioned a name. um like a an I forgot like the whole details of the story cuz she told it to me once uh but she had told my sister a name that was very specific to me and her that only my family knows mm-hmm. so that's that freaked my sister out a little bit i think that caught my sister's attention more to to say a name that only a select few people know yeah and this is you know my sister being in a different place like not in LA yeah so the you don't have to say the name, but is it a common name? I honestly, I don't even remember the fucking name. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that's. I'm trying to remember the story, but she told me that she gave a name. I don't think it's a common name, but she gave a name that only we know, and it's just like, hold up, how do you know that name? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, you know, there's an interesting thing with um, like mind reading, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 these subtle very subtle suggestions yeah that are like so inconsequential that we can't necessarily perceive it because we're not in on what's happening yeah and i think that that's a lot of what happens with the with these like these mediums and these like palm readers or tarot card readers or you know psychics whatever Mm -hmm. is it's effectively mind reading or well quote unquote mind reading like this type of shit you would see on penn and teller's fool us (laughs) right that that's what that is like those stage shows yeah um but it's it, when you're talking about, you know, somebody recently died, whatever, the uh, that's like John Edwards. Do you remember that? No, John Edwards. John Edwards. John Edwards like the was like the celebrity medium, the TV oh, medium. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so <laughs> what the what part of but part of what they don't show you because it's TV and it's edited is that he's going somewhere in this somewhere in like for like two hours. Yeah. He's going somewhere in this part of the audience. There's. A J starts with a J, a, a, a guy, and like because everybody's there, like people aren't going to go to that show because they want to prove him wrong. Some might, yeah, but people want like people have something in their experience. If there are, they're far and few between. Whereas the people who are there want to be a part of the show, yeah, yeah, because they they have something that within them that makes them. I want this person to be able to communicate with somebody whoever that might be. Mm-hmm. So again, priming. Yeah. 
So, he, but he's gonna stand. He's gonna stand there, and they like there's videos of this shit happening where they're like a J, John, uh, John. Is there is there a, a John? Something that sounds or rhymes with John. Yeah, Ron maybe. Um, and then some idiot, poor yeah, some poor idiot sap is like. I have an Uncle Ron. Yeah, and someone's like, I know, an, I know a Ron, <laughs> like on the other corner of the room, and he's like, oh, perfect. That's that's exactly where I was reading it, right? Yeah. And so, the second you get a bite, like that's where it goes. Yep. And and it, it's this it's the same thing. Like it's it's very similar. Like for people who who do sales. Yeah. Because you you need one in. Yeah. Because when once you have the one in that breaks the barrier down just a little bit. You're in. Yeah. You're you are now you can, assuming you don't screw it up, it's very easy to now start having open communication, be able to pull information from people. And that's what that is. Like that's what happens in these situations where like something connects with somebody and just the right level, all of the walls come down, and now you are an open book to whoever knows how to read you. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what fucking psychics are. <laughs> like yeah. that's what these like palm readers are. Yeah. So I remember when I was when I was in, uh, I think it was high school. So during the summer, we used to have these like uh, fairs that were just like all over the place, like carnivals esque things. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely around like the Fourth of July. And so it was in, um, it was called Oak Fest. And so one of the years that we were there, there was, uh, there was like a fortune teller, and this like we were me and a bunch of friends like we're walking by, and the person like this person lady like yelled out, she's like, hey, you guys, come here. And I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. We'll walk by. And she's like, are you interested in getting your, like, you know, getting your fortune told or palm read or something? Something along those lines. Mm. And uh, and we were all like, no. <laughs> and But she was persistent. And I, I either I was the closest or whatever the case may be, but she, like, started talking to me. And I, I don't remember all of the things that she talked about, but yeah. I just remember this one detail where she goes, she was like, so were you just leaving from the from the pool, and every everybody in the in like behind me was like, "What?" <laughs> because I like I wasn't like if you were looking at me, I was like I was wearing like a t shirt and shorts, yeah, like nothing that signified that I worked for a pool. I didn't yeah. reference that I worked for a pool, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was like, "What the hell?" Like, and they so now their ears perked up and they're yeah. very intrigued to hear what she has to say next. Like they're all leaning, like kind of leaning in at the edge of their seats. And, and I was like, how the hell did you know that? Yeah. And, and so now, right. My brain's going off. I'm like, okay, what, like, what do I have on me? And I went to go like grab my like uh wallet out of like my back pocket. Cause there was, you know, I was going to get a food or something like that. Yeah. And I felt like my little lanyard and I was like, my lanyard's in my back pocket that mm-hmm. says lifeguard on it. <laughs> so now it's one of two things, right? That was a very lucky guess. In the sense that she saw a younger kid during the summer yeah. with a lanyard that says lifeguard on it. Yeah. And I always carry like the, I always have, I mean, since I was like in high school, would always have like a carabiner with my keys on it connected mm-hmm. to like a belt loop. So I would always have my carabiner on me, which also at that time had a whistle on it. <laughs> so there was like, now there's, there's two things that's like, can easily say, yeah, I'm a lifeguard. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was like looking at it and I'm like, and I finally caught it. I was like, oh. I'm like, oh. I'm like, look, no, thank you. Yeah. And so she tried to keep going and I was like, no, no, no. And she's like, all right, now you pay me. And I was like, I'm not paying you for shit. <laughs> I remember her trying to get money off of me. I was like, I didn't ask for this. You willingly gave it. Yeah. Have a good rest Bye-bye. of your night. 
and I was like, guys, I'm like, I'm like, look. And I like turned around and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm like, you all, you fools are all so quick to just assume that they, that she, this lady had it right. I was like, get out of here. You're a natural born skeptic. That's what all it is. Right. Like again, perception, um, as with that stuff, it's very much like, I think with the, with the, the people that are trying to sell you on skeptic or on like paranormal esque things, yeah. they are like they're they're the the mind readers the magicians mm-hmm. if you will that are able to kind of offer suggestions just subtly enough to get you to break down the walls just enough that you can now start to either willingly or unwillingly give out information that then they can build off of yeah. to blow your goddamn mind <laughs> it's entertaining again i think it's fun um i liked watching it happen to other people right um but when you when you kind of know some of the tricks, you you can spot it real fast, and you go, "Oh, this isn't nearly as uh as cool as I would have thought it would have been." <laughs> <laughs> Someone did send something in, so didn't go into completely the whole story, but gave a a link to something called Bella Maggiore. I'm guessing seems Italian, so I'm gonna throw some Italian flair onto it. <laughs> Say it again, uh, Bella Maggiore. So Italian. So Italian that you can't even tell most of the time. But you know what? You didn't use your hands. Bella Maggiore. Oh, you can't see you can't see because it's hidden by the computer, but I'm making this motion. Oh right. that oh wow. I yeah. do see it. Look at me go. <laughs> I just I natu- I naturally sit in this position. Uh... Just waiting. Waiting to tell somebody. So they said Sil- Silva blew in my ear one night, staying in the room, she hung herself. I woke up from a dead sleep to that sensation unmistakable i also smelled the rose perfume not sure how deep this article gets re sighting slash encounters i just snagged it to send for reference so again noting that you stayed in a room where somebody hung themselves right so we've primed primed the the beliefs the uh the one thing that i will say right smelled rose perfume Mm -hmm. that is our our sense of smell is very deeply connected to memories. Yes. But I believe they are stored in very similar places. For sure. So where we can, you know, we actually, I don't even, I don't believe I'm almost confident it is, you know, we can have, we can smell something and it immediately triggers a memory. Um, and, or something, a memory that we have where we can almost, smell mm-hmm. the 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 example like i think a perfect example is uh i don't know that i do I have no idea what the name of the perfume is but there's such a very specific perfume that it can, like only reminds me of my aunt mm. because um just because that's what she wore and right. she wore way too much of it so it was like it was very pungent <laughs> it's whenever ingrained in your brain yeah so it was very pungent and like i can never forget it yeah but it, but it's like it's one of those things where like the second I smell it, and it, it, it's been years. Yeah. But I know that once I do, I'm gonna go. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. I know who that you reminds know that me smell. of. Yeah. <laughs> like I 100% know that smell. I I had I have a similar experience. Uh, my grandmother uh, on my dad's side passed away years ago. Um, but I was at my friend Peter's house. we were, I picked him up for we were gonna go to work together, and I was waiting outside and I was smelling somebody cooking but 
normally like you know, normally when you smell people cooking there's always a did, different smell like did it smell like fire burnt toast no 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 were you having a stroke uh it, it it smelled like my grandmother's house on like here's house here's how specific i'm gonna get grandmother's house sunday morning 9 a.m cooking beans and eggs and potatoes on the stove with a shit ton of salt and pepper that's the smell that i have ingrained that i recognized that morning that i hadn't smelled in years and you talking about it you can probably you can like almost start to smell it i have the salt smell in my nose yeah yeah right so that's crazy the only only person i know who's going to hear this and react that way is my sister yeah (laughs) i can't wait for the message to go she texts me like (laughs) i'm going to show it to you like see see that was it so but yeah, I mean, so with him being able to, or yeah, with him being able to say like, oh, I, I could smell the rose perfume, like, yeah. you know, there's actually, this is, this is kind of a side tangent, but will make sense. Mm-hmm. So when I went to, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but when I, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so when I went to, uh, I went to Lost Spirits Distillery. So it's a distillery down in uh, downtown Los Angeles. And on the tour, I'm not going to spoil the tour, but one of the things that they talk about is the, it's called VOCs or volatile organic compounds. Mm -hmm. It's essentially the, the, the fumes that come off of alcohol and let's for in this instance, whiskey. So when you are, we know that smell, smell is a huge aspect to taste. And so when they are going, th- when the, one of the things that they do is when they go through and you're going to be tasting whiskeys, they don't give you anything off of that. Yeah. They don't tell you what to taste for uh, because you, that'll influence. They don't want to prime you. Yeah, exactly. Priming. They don't want to influence that. So because there are like, like the, the, the VOCs that come off of whiskey are in the thousands, if not more. And our brain can't handle all of those so what it'll do is it'll start to kind of paint a picture based off of memories based off of the memories of smells that you have so that's why if you and i were to sniff the same thing of whiskey we don't tell each other what we smelled it can be something where you're like i smell tobacco or which is right like how do you smell tobacco in whiskey Mm -hmm. that's kind of a funky concept right yeah or vanilla or almonds or honey, like all these things that aren't even in it. Yeah. Um, where I might be like, I smell banana or like marshmallow, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But that's because for whatever reason, these specific things have lined up for you in a specific way because you have some stronger memory to these smells. Yeah. Where I have stronger memory to these smells. Yeah. And that influences the taste where now when we go to taste it, we're likely to taste those things that we were smelling as well. Same thing with wine, all like all of that. So that's also why I kind of think sommeliers are a little bit bullshit. Knowing that that's a thing, like these like organic compounds are a thing that exists that influence, that will influence smell, influence taste. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I try not to believe or listen to people when they say what, like what it tastes like, because right. it's almost guaranteed that it's going to taste different to me. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a guiding path. I mean, we had this co- talk when we were talking coffee with CK, like yeah. at, at Phil's or Pete's or whatever the fuck it was, right. How they, they kind of tell you what it's going to taste like. And then you're like, this just tastes like burnt bean juice. Yeah. I don't taste like, that at all. Yeah. 
so same, right? Tasting notes are very important or very, very specific to an individual. Yes. So going back into this situation, now I didn't read this article that they sent us, so I I don't know more about what the case is, but my question is, was he primed to, or influenced with the idea that, did they say something about this person wearing rose scented perfume or, or do they specifically clean that room and maybe leave a spray or some sort of thing behind to give off that scent. And yeah. Again, with when your heightened senses are up, you're like, I fucking smell everything. And it's yeah. Like, if there's roses in the corner, or if you're using rose water soap, or yeah, I mean, there's there's so many there's so yeah. many variables that can that can lead to. But going back to these like volatile volatile co- uh, organic compounds. Yeah. Where this could be a situation where, you know, there's scents in the room. But now you're you're he is primed for this like scary situation. May or may not know. Like, I'm gonna assume in this situation he knew that there was like a rose perfume that was going on. Yeah. Where now you wake up, you're you're you know obviously you're smelling always, and so now you he like you hear ghost. You've connected it to roses. Therefore, you are now starting to smell roses, mm-hmm. and you go, "Holy shit! There's a real ghost. It's a real thing." Yeah, um, I need to get out of here and Scooby Doo your way out of it. Yeah, the one thing that he did mention that it was, you know, in in uh, uh, a very notable thing was the the blow in the ear. That one I'd be interested to see how could be debunked. Yeah, but are you watching the video? Yeah, what is this? Uh, so so Danny's friend. Um, uh, had passed away last year and that he was saying that the the people who are staying in the place claim that they see shadows or they, they feel something and that they said they finally caught it on camera, on a night vision camera um, and that they see an orb of light going to a cabinet that uh, holds like the, the kitchen knives um, and so he sent us the video uh, to 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 take a look at it, I haven't looked at it yet. Ryan's looking at it right now. See, this is the this is the type of shit that I like. Yeah, where I'm like, okay, like, I love this. Yeah. I love what is happening right now. And this was this was like a week ago. Yeah, this is really recent. Oh shit! I okay. So now I'm watching the video. So here's the only here's here's the only thing that I will say with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, night vision cameras horrible for stuff like this Mm -hmm. they are constantly picking up art like visual artifacts Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing with um you know when we when we look at those uh like the cameras that you see on like uh what's it called like air uh airplanes right these like ufo like phenomena that they they'll pick up on these like they're these infrared cameras yeah it picks up these like wild artifacts all of the time Mm -hmm. um that like will see something that's not there, um, it, like, uh, like birds, for example. I don't know why I said birds so weird. Birds, <laughs> uh, like birds, for example, um, can show up like kind of really funky. Infrared night vision, kind of the same thing. Like, that's a challenging one, um, because then also the other part too is like, you're, you're not, you are not seen. With your eye. Well, you're not seeing exactly what is there. Right. Because what you're getting is information coming in where a computer is processing 
all of this information to then give us something that we can then see on a screen. So it's it's not really real time. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's issues that can come from that. Um, and that's just kind of a, a decent argument to be made for, for stuff like that. Yeah. But I will say, right, that, that like that video that like Danny sent us is like a very interesting and compelling one. Yeah, I mean, that's, I would, I would say for most night vision cameras, that's a pretty crystal clear picture. Yeah. I wonder it, it, there's, well, I guess there's not really a light cause the, uh, like the, the nest cameras that we have at work are kind of yeah. similar to that, but yeah. to light up a room like that my guess would be have to i would have to say there's something there's some other lights minor lights going on uh somewhere because there's reflections yeah there's the, a there's some reflection off the water off the uh yeah, there's there's uh some reflections that are happening off of some of the other the like s- that metal canister in the back yeah like yeah. that water whatever that is the and bottle of vinegar probably and, yeah and some of them are in a little bit of a different angle than what would be coming from that specific one but yeah. i could be wrong Right. It just again, we're not there. We can't see it, but that video—that's a pretty cool video. That's a pretty badass video to see that. Yeah, that's that is really cool. I think the only other thing that I would like touch on as far as paranormal is like EVP or electronic voice phenomenon. I don't know if you've looked up anything for to to explain those other than like the lower decibel hertz audio. Uh, y- no. I mean, yes, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. that is, um, so e, 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 how, what's it stand for? EVP, again? electronic voice phenomenon. That's right. When you are, so here, here's, here's a couple things with that. Um, I haven't necessarily looked anything up, but I feel like I can explain it on a fly. Mm-hmm. Um, usually what you start hearing or see in a lot of those things is it's people recording a quiet room. But then what do they do from that? They they turn up the gain, yeah. right? They turn up the volume and they turn up the gain significantly. So if I were to if I were to turn up the gain on these microphones, well actually before I even say that, what like what is a microphone? Yeah. A microphone is it's it's it picks up vibrations. Um it's electrical, right? So we're also looking at like EMF for like or electric electromagnetic frequencies mm-hmm. that are kind of resonating through this thing to amplify sound you know, going through cables, et cetera, et cetera. Now, on top of that, we have to think about all of the electricity that exists in any given space within a within a room, mm-hmm. right? We have one, two, three, four lights. Um, this you, has electricity. This has electricity. Yeah, we're, we're, pow- phones. we're powering a computer. Um, we're powering a, uh, like, the, the mixer. Yeah. Um, there's a, a cable over here through these walls is like wiring. Yeah. We have our, our phones. There's stuff coming from the earth, um, coming from space. Yeah. So, I mean, it's literally everywhere. So when we start to, um, use something that is picking up sound and then we start to really amplify it up, like in, in the sense of like the sensitivity of it, we're going to be picking up very minor things that are going to then be amplified on top of it. Mm. Now, going back to where we were talking about where whatever, whatever the phrase was, I'm not going to look it up again, but that cool, hard to pronounce term where we start to, we start to find, we'll like, we'll see or hear things yeah. in kind of nonsense. 
uh, to like make meaning again, going back to like the Jesus and toast type of thing, <laughs> that same thing happens with sounds Yeah, where we start to hear things that necessarily aren't there because our brain is trying to recognize patterns right. in everything that we do. And so that, right. And so what, what happens whenever you see those on like a ghost hunters or something like that, people sit there and listen to it. They, they shout out a word and then you hear it when they play exactly. it back. Yeah. Which is similar to what were we doing in the garage before we started recording? Uh, lifting weights. Well, we were eating McDonald's. We, we were talking about uh, mis misheard song lyrics. That too. So <laughs> we know that it says one thing. Yeah. But now you know that Alicia Keys song, and I tell you, it says "Concrete Jungle, Wet Dream Tomato." Yeah. Then next time that pops up, that's what you hear. Yeah. Well, lucky for me, I know the lyrics. Well, you know the lyrics, so but I'm never gonna hear that. But if you were to sing, <laughs> if you were to think in your head. Concrete jungle, wet dream, tomato. Then you're going to hear that as well. But if you're watching those one of those things on TV, yeah, what's always what's what is always associated with that? A caption. Yes, a caption that reads whatever is meant to hear. And even those captions are fucking wrong too. Sometimes they can be. I I would well, say like a good seventy five percent. There's at least like if there's a sentence, there's at least two words in that caption that are incorrect to what is being said on the oh, I'm not I'm not talking about like just closed cat like oh, general oh, closed oh, captionings. Oh, oh. I'm talking about from these like these uh EVPs. Oh oh those those sorry. Right. So you're on a ghost hunter show yeah. and they're like, all right, do you have all these people intensely, you know, the, the tension is high. They're yeah. listening to this recording there because because they want to see if this ghost child is going to say something. Yeah. And what do you hear? It's like a <sighs> right and you're and like the caption's gonna be like hello. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. And then you like, hear hello. I hear hello, too. Yeah. Like, so you you read hello. You did like whatever. You would then hear the people go, oh, my God, they said hello. And now, like, so you have three different times that yeah. you have been assigned. The, the word, word hello is mm-hmm. being said in this, like, high, like, high gain sound. Yeah. So, and then they play it again, right? They'll consistently play it again. They're like, no way. That's not what it said. What did it say? Play it back. Play it back. Yeah. Hello. You're like, oh my god, it's even clearer this time around. Yeah. That's insane. How is this even possible? Because your brain's like, we heard this shit already. Here's what it says, dum dum. We yeah. don't have to hear this again. It gets a little bit clearer. It gets a little <laughs> bit clearer, right? And it, it, but but that's like it. Like I I think that's a perfect example of like a, you know, even with music. Yeah. Where sometimes like you hear things within like songs where you're like I don't like it sounds like muffled garbage. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is happening? What are they saying? Yeah. And then you look up the lyrics and you're like you're listening to it again. That's just reading, mumble rap now. Well, that is mumble rap, <laughs> but there, I had an example that I, I did. I fuck you up? No, oh. no, no. I, there's an example from a song that's like that I, I just can't remember what it is, what the song is. But, but that's the point, right? Like, so you start listening to it, and you're like, "What are they saying?" And you look it up, and now, now that you know what's being said, when you hear it again, it's that's clear as day. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah, because you just didn't you you couldn't figure it out. Absolutely, like the um. What was that uh, Jennifer Lopez song? Oh, the uh, uh, forgot what it's called. Where it's like, what's my like the yeah name? the intro is what's my motherfucking name and it's been a seventy five twenty five split of the people I know who I grew up with hearing that song. They all hear or heard "Are you early?" Yeah, but the lyrics are "R U L E" as she's spelling his name for Ja Rule for Ja Rule. Right, I have never heard "Are you early?" I have only heard "R U L E." Yep, because you, for whatever reason, you picked it up right, like yeah. on the on the onset. Yeah. Whereas most people, like, it, and it happens really fast too. Yes. So 
when when you played it and then stopped, I was like, what am I listening for? Right. And you're like, well, what do you hear? I'm like, I hear what's my motherfucking name. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, you're right. You're like, yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I played it again. And I had to like actually listen because I was like, oh, there's something else said. Yeah. Right. I didn't even catch that. So like, that's a perfect, that's a perfect example. Um, where now though, when you say R-U-L-E and I hear it. That's all you're going to hear. That's all I'm able. Well, that's not, you know, I can also think about are you early and I'll right. hear that too. Yeah. But now that I know it'll be significantly clearer every single time that I hear that, I go, are you early? Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever. So I think that's, that's my explanation for you. Uh, for EVPs. EVPs. That makes sense. That makes a long winded ass explanation. I can get behind that one. I think those are a little harder to prove that they're real. There's the 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 saying, right? Um, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's there's all like, and that's always coupled with kind of the the scene is believing concept. Yeah. So I think a lot of these things, the reason why I am so skeptical is because I know that there's a lot of people out there that are, for entertainment purposes, you know, whatever the case may be, are um con men or women mm-hmm. that are uh actively trying to like uh fool people and so whenever there's something that's kind of shown like shown to me that i myself haven't experienced i my my alarms start to go off especially with something that's like kind of exists in this world of unexplainables yeah to a certain degree um where i'm like i need to feel it myself to then like evaluate the situation yeah i definitely thought we'd have more time but uh yeah we went far into this one yeah um tldr yes aliens are real aliens are real um statistically impossible Mm -hmm. so let's go for it neil degrasse tyson i love you yeah um also the guy from mystery channel does aliens (laughs) aliens (laughs) yeah god ancient aliens is so good so good oh man i love to hate it we'll have to touch that one next time or it'll have to touch us Ooh. and send me home um get it because my initials are et yeah (laughs) okay let's end this all right in short ghosts are fun to talk about yes i agree and um have the fun conversation right whether you believe, whether you don't believe, if you're friends, there's no reason to try and disprove to each other if it's just a story. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be, yeah. Don't be a dick. Moral of the story, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. If somebody wants to share an experience with you, let them share the experience with you. If you have fucking ideas about it, go home later and be like, what a fucking moron. But yeah. don't do it to their face as they're trying to explain yeah. something to you. Tell somebody else. Yeah. So, I th- yeah. I think that's like... You know, you can logic it as much as you want, yeah. but the the lived experience of it is hard to debate, mm-hmm. right? What you felt, what you saw, what you experienced is real to you. Yeah. And again, whether or not I believe that to be true is really, it's just, it's, it's, that's my thing. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, I'm not not trying to convince you otherwise that you were crazy. <laughs> Except for the one when you were like real high. That might be one. Where that I'm might like, be. Eh. That's that's more debatable. That's obviously, <laughs> that that one is on the the leaning side of. Eh, you were probably stoned out of your mind, like you which m- I was. Might have been a little paranoid. <laughs> but the other ones, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah. Um. All right, Eric. Where can people find us? The cemetery. Being spooky. <laughs> You guys can find us on our Instagram at another period rep period podcast, or you can email us at another rep podcast at gmail.com. Any other additions to that one that we uh, want to add? Oh, we have a phone number, a Google number. Um, you guys can call us now and leave us fun voicemails or text messages or, or text messages. Just true. Um, and our number is 530-763-2278. Or also known as Five Thirty Podcast. Look at that! You like that? We got a hotline, you baby. Like that? Unlikely that we're gonna answer it. Yeah, we we highly will not answer. That's a it's a voicemail text mail line. Yeah, it's very much. Think of it as a hotline. <laughs> you can text it. You can voice. You can leave a voicemail, and we'll we'll have some fun with that. So feel free to uh, give it a ring, and you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can. Hit, hit us up on Instagram. We have a little link in our bio that will take you to all of our places as well as our YouTube channel as and well. And OnlyFans. And soon to be our OnlyFans. <laughs> you know, if we, if we ever get like real, like real serious about this, we totally should make an OnlyFans. We totally should. Because OnlyFans doesn't have to be like, no. like porn and whatnot. I mean, it should be, but. I mean, that's kind of, it's, it's like, pay, that's like kind of what Patreon's for. Yeah. I don't support Jack Dorsey, <laughs> so let's do OnlyFans. I, I, I align myself with my uh, sex worker brothers and sisters. Hell yeah, that's right. <laughs> Respect. Respect. Hold the line. Hold the line. <laughs> <laughs> Love isn't always on time. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.